skin of history are London's veins. These symbols, the mitre, the pentacle star, even someone as ignorant and degenerate as you can sense that they course with energy and meaning. I am that meaning. One day, men will look back and say I gave birth to the 20th century. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. It is episode 84. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast. We're, you know what? We're calling it. What? We are calling it. Heather Graham is the least convincing 1800s London prostitute we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> calling it right here. I'm Mike. I'm Daddy's special treat. I'm Daddy's treat. <laughs> I, I don't know how to respond to that. That threw me off. Really weird. Sorry. I'm Jim. <laughs> I'm Justin. And uh, in studio once again today, we have roommate Jen. Hey. <laughs> She's on the couch, though. Shut up, Jen. You're not supposed to talk. <laughs> uh, on Mike, though, we also have our good friend, Jancy Pants. I, I I was I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. I should have. <laughs> you are Jansy Pan. Everyone here has nicknames yeah. now. Like Jen just officially changed her Twitter to Roommate Jen. <laughs> Yours should officially be changed to Jansy Pants. Do you, you know what? It is on Twitter? Instagram. It, yeah, I do. It it's the same thing posted on Facebook. I'm the laziest social media person ever. Oh. I have it automatically synced between the two. I don't use my Twitter. I do kind of the same thing. When I post to Instagram, automatically to Facebook. But Twitter, I just don't. The funny the <laughs> funny thing is we don't use this Twitter either. No, we don't. <laughs> we, really. we should, which is probably why nobody listens to our show. We should probably pick up on that a little yeah. bit. The only thing I use Twitter for is to yell at Dolph Ziggler for wearing stupid white moon boots. Damn it, Dolph. When he wrestles. Was that your last tweet on your personal? It probably was. <laughs> it's like six months ago. You know, J-Rodge has that, that mega presence on on uh, social media, though. What? What? <laughs> the Jay Sleazy and the Heezy. Don't forget it. For all your fantastic audio needs. Uh, Jay hangs out on the more adult version of Twitter, though. Twatter. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Jay hangs out, spends his days. You know. Uh, so, uh, what's going on? How's, a, how's everybody's week been? It's been a great week for me. Yeah? I mean, great and bad, actually. It's been a, it's been a real up and down kind of week for me. <clears throat> going I gotta, th- going I gotta, through a storm? I gotta say, what's you're that? going through a storm? Going through a storm, I am. Your uh, your life is much like the Michigan spring that we're currently oh, experiencing. That's one of the reasons why it's been so up and down. Today it's 30 degrees. Tomorrow it's going to be 70 degrees. Who the hell knows what it's going to be on this, Friday. This morning it was snowing. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, I was, was outside without a jacket on. I exactly. was too. I, I just don't get it. Oh, Michigan, you fickle bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the most bipolar hand I've ever seen in my life. You, uh, it, I, I'm going to bring this up because you're about to tell your story. Yes. And then I'm going to say that you actually have... a. a kind of a, a striking similarity with one of the characters in the movie that we're going to talk about tonight, which is your obvious clairvoyance. Oh my God, right? That was spooky, right? man. It was, it's, so tell your story. 
All right, so I called James. Uh, I called James yesterday because something happened at work. Um, I'm not going to say it on air because of a reason. Uh, I'll tell you off air. But something very good happened to me at work. Good things. Good things happened to me at work. Uh, significant things happened to me at work. It was butt stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, do work, I do work for a church. <laughs> um, Catholic church, mind you. Um, no, so <laughs> James like yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> All buttholes and cookies. What? Um, what? Cookies. You never heard that? <laughs> no. I, I'm trying to catch it on. It, must, it, it, it must be a, a your church thing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, a weird church, man. You, you don't say turn to your turn to your your brother and say butthole and cookies. That's not a thing that happens at your church. Hey, butthole and cookies, man. <laughs> it's time for a communion. Take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> These are special cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um anyway so good things happened at work though and i'm calling james and i'm telling him about it and i go uh i said this is really good for me because you know i i you know i can finally start moving up moving ahead in certain parts of my life that i haven't been able to do before you know uh work towards certain things and i go i'm driving around a car that is two hundred ten thousand miles on it i never know when this thing is going to die I drive home, what, two hours later, maybe? He text, Three hours yeah, later? Yeah, he texted me, I think, two hours later yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and I went to the bank to put my check in, in the bank, and uh, I go back to start my car, fucking dead. <laughs> Just dead. Like, it would turn over, and then it would like, do one rev, die. So I don't know what's going on with that. I'm not a car guy, so I have literally no idea. Like, what are the odds that that would happen on the day it's, that you said? I'm a clairvoyant, man, I'm telling you. You are. You should start working for the FBI, or maybe you can figure out who the hell killed all these whores in Whitechapel. Only if I can wear a sweet suit like Giant Depth with the, the non-collar suit. You know, like the, the shirt that doesn't have the fold-down collar and the tie goes around the whole neck. That's that's a weird look no, to I me. No, I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's slick looking, man. I don't know. I didn't even uh, notice. Can we get, get some nice crushed velvet, perhaps? Oh, yeah. Ooh, a crushed velvet suit. With, dude, with the non... Come on. What are you, Tom look. Jones? <laughs> No, that's my cat. Get out of here. Right? <laughs> it's not unusual to have loved by anyone. That's, that's not close, the worst. That, that was close. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, yeah. so there was that. Um, the weather sucks. It's been... Um, uh, Jen's leaving. That's good. Jen. Um, <laughs> I like how he says that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, no, oh, it's good. Wait, it's good that. because I have a car to use while mine's in the shop, <laughs> yeah, which is actually it. nice. Are you lending him? So you're going to James? Uh, James. Words. Huh? Words. Words. <laughs> it's like word salad. <laughs> are you? Li- 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 are you? Li- 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 <laughs> I don't know. Am I what is the question? <laughs> I, I spent the whole day smoking meth. I don't know. Uh, you're going, where are you going next? Um, I leave for Nashville in the morning and then Scotland for 10 days and then Vegas for three or four days. What are you going to Nashville for? My mom's birthday. You going, to, going to get that hot chicken. You gonna see, you gonna, or, or the hot cock, either or. You gonna the, go whole, see, the whole thing. You going to go see if Jack White will give you a, a tiny mustache ride? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, yeah, I don't. Did anybody else have anything interesting going on? Jancy pants. I painted. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an adult. What did you paint? <laughs> uh, so, uh, since I'm getting married in a little over a month, I've been trying to turn what is right now my apartment into something that feels like our apartment. Sure. And this is the new one that you just moved into. Yes. Yes. This is a new one. Is and it all pink now? 
Yes, it's a very hot pink, and some of them is more of a blush pink, and some of them is a normal pink. It's great. Fifty but, Shades of Pink. <laughs> that, that actually no, could that, have been a legit title. That, 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 that's for after the wedding. <laughs> but uh, so we painted a couple. Well, I painted a couple of accents. Well, she did help. I, I will say that. But I took a staycation this week, and the plan was just to do nothing since Easter is such a crazy week when you work for a church. And I get I a just... day. You get a week. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the... I get a day off after Easter. That's it. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. The holidays for me, I put in 80 to 100 hours in in that week. So I've, I've done that before. Ugh. Not on Easter though. I've done that before. Yeah, though. It, it, it's a pretty crazy week. So I get to. I talked to my boss and I was like, Hey, can I take a couple of days off? I only I took two days off. Oh. And uh, the plan was to How's do the nothing. Place function without you. I... Easily, <laughs> but instead of relaxing, I've been painting, so that's that's fun. That's kind of relaxing in a way. It is, especially Ish. when you have a beer in your hand. I yeah, like I true. like painting. Yeah, mostly because I get drunk while I do it. Remember, <laughs> remember when we painted my house? Uh, yeah, that, that, that sucked. <laughs> that sucked. Did it? I had a good time. It was fun, but it was it was nerve wracking. It was I don't know. Our buddy got drunk and painted our wall all shitty, so me and Jen had to redo it the next day. And then we accidentally used... <laughs> Are you used... talking about Brian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Brian. That figures. Uh, not you. And then we accidentally used uh, oil primer, oil-based primer, <laughs> instead of uh, latex-based or whatever the normal primer is. So it took so like our... a week to dry? or what? Uh, No, so Jen and I... The normal basically... primer was originally oil-based primer. Well, oh. <laughs> uh, no, what's the other one, though? Is it latex? Is it latex? latex. Yeah, well, we used the oil, and the problem was is we didn't realize what we were using because we're just dumb. Mm -hmm. And um, we basically. Not we, he. Yeah, yeah. No, you bought it. You actually <laughs> grabbed it off the shelf. <laughs> Try and pawn this off. Um, well, the, we fumed ourselves out of the house. Like we were, we were so high. Like legitimately, it was. <laughs> it, it, it was. We had to step out on the balcony or the the, the deck and just sit smoke there. a J. Like we were, we were literally like getting headaches. We were so high though in that house. It was awful. It was the first time Mike tried to kill me in that house. Not wouldn't be the last. Yeah, well, and there will be plenty more after that. Still trying. One of my favorite things that I and I've we heard. can call you tombmate, mate, Jen. <laughs> I already said that when I that I'm like, if I just randomly drop dead, I'm gonna haunt you guys forever, and I'll be she, she permanently has a at the. She has a friend in George. It's totally okay. Our house ghost. <laughs> why, why is every house ghost named George? I just named him after Jay's That's what house I named ghost. mine here. Yeah, because the house ghost here is named George too. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's everybody's week. Yeah, I, I didn't do anything. Jay, did you do anything? Nah. Cool, man. Well, Stuff, the week, man. Just, just normal. Just nor the grind. When I say the grind, I mean grinder. Like he spent a lot of time on grinder, trying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to do the thing, you know. Uh, what? <laughs> I'll say the week's not over though. I'm going to see Cradle of Filth tomorrow. <gasps> no, it's gonna, oh, it's, it's gonna fall through. It will. I'm putting it. I'm, I'm putting it in the universe. I'm gonna see it, as opposed to two years ago when I was there and then had to leave. You didn't have to leave. I was a good friend. Nope, you I were. A, I was a good friend. Nope, you were stupid. Yep, <laughs> sure was. Because, sure was. Because Uber existed back then, and you <laughs> just as easily could put John in an Uber. Anyway, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Yep. Why don't we move on to, to corrections? corrections. <laughs> <laughs> James uh, always throwing things at his head. I I just hit myself in the head. Stupid! You're so stupid! Uh, okay, so uh, for corrections this week, uh, I'm gonna let Jancy Pants take it away. Me? Oh crap! What do you I, got? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guess what? 
There's no corrections. Oh, that's not true. What? <clears throat> Guess what? There's corrections. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I, I just did wanted not, to... I did not hear any, and Vito didn't either, so... Well, I, I just wanted to... There was there was, a, there was a, um, an exchange between the two of us when we were talking about... Because you said... I can't remember what movie... Oh, you, you said that Rob Zombie just signed on Jeff Daniel Phillips for Three from Hell. Yeah. And then... You're like you're like you're gonna really like this, and I'm like okay, yeah. And you said Jeff Daniel Phillips. I was like yeah, I like Jeff Daniel Phillips. And then I go, we met him, and he was a really nice dude. And you go, and then you started talking about Dumb and Dumber. You're like you're like I was like we kind of dorked out in front of him though. And you go, yeah, we really loved you in Dumb and Dumber. Did you mistake Jeff Daniel Phillips for Jeff Daniels? No, I did that on purpose because I was just making fun of us that we were dumb and didn't know who he was when we met him. That's oh. All. Okay. So well, we nothing. did know who he was I, when I'm we met him, was, though. It was a bad joke. It was confusing. <laughs> it was a bad joke. <laughs> it was a really bad joke. That's all I wanted to bring up, because I thought, I like, because I just went with it, and I was like, as I was listening back to it, I was like, wait a second. I no. Think, I think Mike Two very that, different guys. <laughs> I know. I I realized that, but, like, when, when I was listening back to it, I was like, this is all very confusing. I did love Jeff Daniel Phillips, though, in Escanaba in the Moonlight. <laughs> I loved him in that. Knock it off! You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna make yourself look even dumber than you normally do. Or the newsroom? He's really good in the newsroom. <laughs> Stop it! All right, uh, that's all I got. I yeah, think. no, there's yeah, no corrections in from last week. We uh did a good episode. We were perfect. Whoop whoop. Uh, there was one thing that I was gonna look up because I I hadn't read anything about. Uh, the only thing that I had read about the new Fear remake was that it was from a female perspective. But you said that the chick was crazy in this movie. That's what and I, I picked up. I haven't from, read anything yeah. about well, if, that. If I'm wrong, which I'm not, you can correct me next week. Okay. That. Sure. Cool. Why not? All right. Why don't we get into then what we're drinking this week? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. <clears throat> uh, so this week we uh, we're talking about. Saucy Jack. Sa- Saucy Jack. Saucy Jack. Jack the Ripper. Um, oh, I watched the Jack Sparrow movies. Oh, no. Well, he's pretty saucy, yeah, too. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was confused. It's Saucy Jack. That's what I went for. Yeah, he's very saucy. Yeah, the Saucy uh, Jack movie it, it with... It all works. It uh, all works out, probably. Johnny Depp? Of- yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, probably, I, you could probably talk about the two inter- interchanging, and, and it would be fine. Uh, we're talking about... Uh, so we're doing kind of our first... I, this is kind of, We've talked about doing a reel-to-reel episode before, which would be... Uh, real life, R E A L, yep. to real, R E E L. E. The what? <laughs> that's, that's what I said. So you get it? We're very clever. Real to real. Yeah, look at And this, this is kind of the first, uh, our first go at it. So we're talking about uh, not only the movie From Hell about Jack the Ripper, but also we're going to be talking about the actual Jack the, life, the Ripper the case. The life and times. The life and times of Jack the Ripper. The most infamous, probably the most, I'd say he's, he wasn't the most prolific serial killer, but probably the most infamous, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, no, I, I think in terms of serial killers go, you have, you have your, your American serial killers of, of Bundy and, um, Dahmer. Uh, Dahmer. Those are your Ed, American. Ed Gain and. Ed, yeah, those are your American, like, core. Like, you know, like, <clears throat> London, though, is Jack the Ripper. Yep. I'm sure there's other, other, other serial killers that I'm probably not thinking of, but, like, Jack the Ripper is the big. Dunn. The big like, UK London based. Yeah, 
serial killer. Well, I, I, I'd say like just probably in, one of the probably I, the most famous of all time. Which that's is why I said in all of history, he's probably the most infamous. Which is which weird is, because nobody knows who the hell he is. And it's ironic because he actually didn't kill near as many people as everybody else. He that's, only killed five women. You're just that we know of. You're saying the same. Th- I said he wasn't the most prolific care <laughs> killer. Saying, I'm just but he was the most infamous. Fair. And then we just spent five minutes saying that exact same thing in three different ways. <laughs> And now everybody understands. <laughs> everybody understood, be- except for you, the first go around. So Michael went out and found us from uh, Stone Brewery. It's called Stone Ripper. Yeah. Now I get the sense from the uh, the the box right here says a rip and swell of juicy hops. <laughs> so I'm guessing when they say Ripper, they they mean more like surfing. I'm pretty sure though that when Jack the Ripper was 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 doing his thing though, there was a juicy swell of things <laughs> in the room or or he's like, he's like juicy... this is a super juicy swell. <laughs> I think there's a juicy Man. swell of things in this room right now. <laughs> there are, there, oh, there are, there are. Now what would now what would a what would a a London-based <gasps> surfer sound like saying that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> cool blimey this is a <laughs> that's australian <laughs> no cool, cool blimey is is english it's cockney all right fair cool enough. blimey this is a super ripping swell of juicy ops <laughs> mate <laughs> what would hold, hold still what would Kelly. a london surfer pretending to be an american <laughs> sound like so right, yeah. let me center myself southern, for a pretending to be a southern american <laughs> okay uh um <laughs> This this is a really this is a really ripping swell of juicy hops. <laughs> I don't know. That's California and England and and the and the southern states all together. That's pretty good. Shut up. So anyway, um, this is a, a San Diego Pale Ale, boasting a bounty of grapefruit and passion fruit hoppiness. This awesome golden <laughs> nectar is just like its name suggests. Pretty ripping, fantastic. Hoppiness equals happiness. And then, uh, just in True. case, just in case you want to know a little bit about Stone Brewery, for centuries gargoyles have been attributed with the power to ward off evil spirits. Since 1996, our gargoyle has represented our philosophies at Stone Brewing by helping us ward off cheap ingredients, pasteurization, and chemical additives. The modern day evil spirits of beer. This actually makes sense too because if you've ever seen if you've ever seen the movie from hell there's a scene in the movie where uh, Jack is uh, jacking up his, his victim and the camera pans up though and there's a big old gargoyle mm-hmm. is above there? the uh, the stone uh, facade. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't oh, even yeah. notice that. So that, you know, it, it, it works. So it's, uh, I'm nice. actually very excited Hopefully to try this because it looks delicious. It looks delicious? It's All you're looking at is a can. It's got good color combination. It does though. have a good color combo. It's, it's like kind green, of a, green and orange, and fantastic. It kind of looks like if you catch a rip and swell. <laughs> this is my first episode without a sour. Is it really? Really? Yeah. Last the last two had sours. What was the? Uh, I mean, I can make it sour for you. Was the Ephemere? <laughs> was, was the Ephemere the first episode? Yeah, you were in? yeah, that was the first one. I don't, I don't remember. The last one was a touch of red. Ooh, oh. that's citrusy. Is it citrusy? I'm just smelling it, and you can you can get a lot of the citrus bite off it. Mm. Oh my, it's really. That smells. Did you amazing. get Gen one? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't see her hand. I was just saying. Dang. Oh, I thought you were gonna be mad. Don't give her one. She's on the couch tonight. Couch, you don't get them She's couch surfing. Uh, uh, she's, uh, rip, rip it on the couch, bro. Rip in. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> cheers, everybody. Cheers. I drank cheers, cheers, boys. I'm sorry. Cheers, girl. Cheers. I like That's that. Really good. 
That is tubular. It's actually really good. It is good. I, I love Stone, man. Stone makes some of the some of the better craft uh, brews that we've mm-hmm. had. I have never had a stone beer that I've not liked. Yeah, like they're, they're quarterly uh, uh, enjoy by beers where they just create like random recipes and don't put any preservatives in it. Are these all the that ones stuff. that come in like the uh, the bombers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one for uh, what was the one that we did for the? Uh, it was stone. It was the New Zealand episode. Oh geez, I don't remember. But it was, it was a stone ago. brewery with a couple other breweries. Oh yeah, and yeah, they, like, yeah. Mashed their recipes together. Yeah, yeah it was, it was like a like a um, metal or something, like a was... brew co-op or something. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's actually a longer thing on the can. You want me to read this? Or... Probably. Do you want me to read it as Jack the Ripper? You have I mean, to read it as <laughs> Eddie Murphy. As who? Eddie Murphy. Why is Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. <laughs> as Eddie donkey. Murphy, as donkey. <laughs> Shrek. As Jack the Ripper. What a can to create and rip him. <laughs> Here, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you Jack the Ripper for this one. Oh, cool. Blimey. I gotta get character. Australian Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Why is that? Cor Cor Blimey is English. It's not the words. It's the accent you're using. It's a it's a Cockney accent. You you're Cockney. A, you're a Cockney. All right. Uh, when, it, <laughs> when it came to creating Ripper, we drew inspiration from the coastal surf cultures of SoCal and Oz. Sourcing classic cascade from the Pacific Northwest in Austra- Australian <laughs> uh, galaxy hops from, yes, Australia. We made a beer both lovers of frothy peaks and hoppy green buds will be stoked about. You can't say stoked in an English accent and <laughs> yes, sound good. Love a good frothy peak. <laughs> the nice frothy peak, huh? <laughs> At the same time, we stayed true to our San Diego roots by pushing the hot boundaries of his style. While well, some might think it lingers on an, on the edge far closer to an IPA, with all the dry hop flavor and aroma, it's actually right in line with the current day interpretation of a West Coast pale. They're really trying to like sell you on that. They are. They're yeah. really trying to. It, it's almost like they're getting defensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're probably just stoned. Oz just happens to have an Aussie accent that's cascading with a juicy amount of grapefruit and passion fruit hoppiness. So veg out or venture out. Either way, rip one open and taste this awesome golden nectar. That's actually the uh, that's the the that's the speech that I give right before I'm about to give myself to a woman. Veg out or venture out? What? And face on this golden nectar. <laughs> Feast on this. Wait. Go- wait. <laughs> Prepare yourself for a ripping swell. Okay, get, get, get ready for this cascade of golden nectar, mate. <laughs> you found me out. You found me out. Oh, nobody, nobody appreciated my stoned uh, joke. Nobody like, heard you. Come on, guys. <laughs> Don't interrupt. All right, Don't fine. interrupt, saucy Jack. So saucy Jack. Oh, cool, blimey. Oh my God. <laughs> this is fun to say. Shut up. Saucy Jack, let's get into the blade fade. All right. Oh, that was. I mean, all right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, in the last week, uh, it's a slow, slow news week. Not a whole lot going on, unfortunately. So. I'm going to try to get through some stuff that I thought was interesting. Uh, I want to save one of these for last, though, because it's super important. But uh, first things first, James, I know you brought this to my attention. Yeah. I don't usually talk about trailers, but the Meg trailer dropped. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Did, Did you, you watch it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> so good. 
Am I, I not dude, wrong? It just looks like a fun, Am stupid I, blockbuster. Oh, it's, like, the, it's the perfect summer movie. It, the, we need to go see this movie at the drive-in. This yes, year. it needs to happen. Wait, there's a drive-in around here. Oh, oh there's the dude. There's the, uh, two. The there's Ford, two. The Ford Wyoming drive-in. Oh, yeah. All my I, life is forever we, changed. You, will, you, we go, you can't see it, but Janzy Pants just blew his Janzy Pants. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. can't see it, but it just, just, just happened. He just janzied in his pants. Uh, no, it's awesome, because we go like three hours early before the movies even start. Oh, so, we can, so we can like carve out our little spot, tailgate, throw a frisbee around, drink some beers and, and stuff. If you, it's and awesome. if you do the night right, you don't even remember the second movie. <laughs> that, that did happen. Winter Soldier, anyone? <laughs> Whoops. But uh, yeah, the Meg trailer dropped and it looks incredible. It looks to me almost like it wasn't even a new movie. They just took select scenes from Jaws and Deep Blue Sea and just spliced them together into one movie. And, uh, and I, I, it just looks awesome. It's the best parts of all of those movies. Well, d- d- some like summer blockbusters should be shark movies. That's a perfect sure. summer blockbuster. <laughs> Dude, the the the, the shark exploitation is strong shark right now. Exploitation. And I'm totally okay with it. We should do one of those this summer. Like, because you're right, it is the perfect summer movie. It is, and I mean, like either that or. Uh, you know, giant robots are always cool too. Giant for robots are always great. Always uh, great. Which won't it isn't. When's the new Pacific Rim movie coming? Already out. out. Is it you're already a, out? You're a terrible movie podcast host. <laughs> yeah, oh no! <laughs> might not even be. In I the haven't theaters. been paying attention. <laughs> Shut up. It might actually be out of theater. Yeah. Right? Oh my god! We should write a really cool like summer shark movie called Shark Hurricane. <laughs> not man. Not man. Shakur- plot right now. Shark Hurricane. I want a plot. All right. I'm looking at you. So this hurricane is moving towards land, and once it gets there, people are like, ah, sharks in. come flying out of the hurricane. I'm in. That's in it. In the city. That's pretty much it. It sounds like a movie that, 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 that is familiar to me. It would never happen because it's no, so that's, stupid. That's, 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 that's it was such a, woman. a stupid idea. This, this movie would never make it. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of Sharknado, though, actually, they're filming. <laughs> no, they are. They're filming the very last one. They're ending the series. Oh, good! And finally, it's, 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 it's finally time. coming to an end. I'm not sure what Tara Reid's going to do after this, but the <laughs> <laughs> British are only steady job source <laughs> over the last ten years. Yeah, that's not false. What she's not she's probably, movie? She's probably made a decent amount of money off it, though. Oh God, kidding me? What I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, okay, moving on. Uh, new, uh, new casting to Three from Hell. It seems like there's new people being added uh, by the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, we got Richard Reilly. Richard Reilly, who was in the uh, original Hatchet movie. Um, he was in Dumb Dumber as well, I think, right? Oh, yeah. I loved yeah. him in Dumb Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, also, uh, a friend of... Office uh, Space? He's a friend of a friend of a show, actually. He's uh, uh Richard Reilly is a friend of a friend of the show. Mike uh, Vito. Vito knows Richard Reilly. Oh, so they're uh, friends now? Well, maybe not friends. <laughs> uh, acquaintance of a friend of the show. <laughs> and a, and a, now he's like, now he's like acquaintance. two degrees from Kevin Bacon or something like that. <laughs> now an acquaintance still suggests that they speak often. Mike worked on a Mike worked on a movie with him, but they know each other because Mike was actually going to cast him in a movie that he was making at one point. Okay, so, so so they know each other in the same way that you know Clint Eastwood. Oh, Clint Eastwood totally knows me. Totally knows me. There's the, yes. No offense. 100%. No offense, Vito. I'm just trying to call him out on. No, his Richard really is great though. He's one of those absolutely amazing character actors that oh, yeah, shows totally. up in everything. He was the jump to the conclusions Matt guy in uh, Office Space. Yeah, I just said that. Did you? I said Office Space. Oh, sorry. I yeah, didn't yeah. say the jump. Well, yeah, yeah. He was the he was the oh, jump to the yes. conclusions guy in Office Space. Uh, he's been in everything, but uh, so he's added to that, which is very cool. Uh, moving on. Um, okay, so Nicholas Cage has made it uh, apparent in public that he wants to play a certain character 
uh, in a certain film Who? coming up. <laughs> Who? A movie. What? Uh, on a set. Where? <laughs> Nicholas Cage Carl. wants to play the Joker. What? No. Shut up, Nick. Uh, oh, in my oh, notes, what? in my notes, in capital letters, in capital letters, I have let him. Oh, <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? No, that's dumb. Mike. As he puts it, I'm gonna quote Nicholas Cage. It would be the perfect one for me to go even more off the rails than I've ever done before. So no. even he knows that he's crazy as shit. No, let him do it. Because his off the rails isn't really that good. Oh, you know who would make whoa, a good Joker? Whoa, whoa, whoa. what? Have you ever seen it's that? It's not good. No. A B C D. It's amazing. E F G H I J K L M N O P. It's amazing. <laughs> Gilbert okay. Gottfried. He Aww. should be the next Joker. Gilbert Gottfried. The voice, yes. Right. Actor, no. Though. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody know. here has to learn how to do that voice because he comes up. On well, a, I don't really know no one. Yep, that's no, that's not. <laughs> you have to, and you have to hold your eye when you do it too. That's the only. I think. <laughs> And I can't tell. Nobody can do it. Nobody can do it. It's just like you were gargling. Can you do... James, can you do Nicolas Cage asking, uh, do you want to know where I got these scars? <laughs> I, I, I can only do the who, what, where thing. Um, uh, do, do you want to know where I got these scars? <laughs> my, my father was a drinker and a fiend. <laughs> You're selling me. You are absolutely selling me. Why so serious? No, he'd go crazy. He'd go even crazy. Why so serious? Oh my God! Yes, Academy uh, Award. Okay. Academy yes. Award. Oh. I, um. Oh. Even even do it in a like funny or die or something like that though. Like like the way they did Tommy Wiseau. You bitches! It <laughs> was all about bees. <laughs> They're stinging my face. <laughs> I just I want I want Funny or Die to do to do a full like series of all these different actors playing the Joker just going crazy. Hasn't that already happened? No, well they did the time. Oh, they Zell, did Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Okay, I thought they did but, a few other people. Oh my though. god, I would kill to see it. Um, so that's just fun. No, that would that would be awful. But, uh, this is this is <laughs> but whatever. This is actually pretty cool. Uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro has announced the next movie that he is working on uh, as producer uh, for Fox Searchlight, which we talked about last week. He is now heading up their division. Yeah. So uh, the next movie that he is going to be producing is called Antlers. Uh, and uh, it is not directed by him, just uh, just produced. The Antlers uh, is a picture that follows a fourth grade teacher who tries to help a troubled boy in her class, only to discover that he's been hiding a nightmarish secret. Something terrifying is coming for the boy, and she has to protect him. Hmm. Now, what's exciting about this is that they drew heavy, heavy inspiration from both Halloween mm -hmm. and The Exorcist. Hmm. So it sounds really, really cool. So if you put those two together, it, it's like this. It, is there any, like, what's what's with the antlers thing? Is there any, like, are they, they no don't idea. explain that at all? Maybe it's just a pair of floating antlers that's after <laughs> the boy. I, I really don't know. Okay. Uh, from, the, from the deleted scene of Get Out. That's that's what oh, I'm talking about. Okay. But um, no, I, I have absolutely no idea. But it sounds cool because I, I you know I think about this like picture Halloween if Laurie Strode was a teacher, and the the kids that she was uh, 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 not kidnapping uh, babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> Very different movie. You're all mine now. <laughs> the kids that she was babysitting though, picture, picture her as like a teacher though that just like was trying to save her students or something like that. Like I picture that mixed with like a supernatural. Like religious, maybe exorcist thing, and maybe it's all more in tone. I don't know. But I like how you went very literal with 
I did. With, I did. <laughs> specifically with Lori, picture Lori Strode. I don't know. Oh, uh, it just seems it seems like a cool cast. Yeah, it to sounds me. pretty with, cool. And with Del Toro uh, calling the shots behind the scenes as far as producing goes, like yeah. I, I, sure, I'm in, hundred percent in. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, the Quiet Place has been doing great business. Apparently, did you go see it? Not yet. Okay, I we were gonna go see it. Yeah, I'm waiting for you guys. Apart, Am I the so. only one that's seen it out of this group? Wait, did here? you actually see it? Oh yeah. We saw it the second day it was out. Uh, Did you? How was it? It was awesome. Give us a give us a quick spoiler free review. All right, so movies with juvies. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been in the theater before where I could hear dialogue from the theater next to me, because that's how quiet oh, it was. So quiet. Well, that was, that was, so that one was of pretty cool. I've heard online is that a quiet place did something that most that most movies cannot do. The audience shut up. Oh yeah, there was no. Like, uh, yeah, it, it was the audience was quiet the whole time. Like there's a couple times I needed to clear my throat and I waited for a part where like music came in or something intense so that way I wasn't making a sound because I actually in the beginning of the movie because there's no there's no speech. Mm-hmm. There's there's very minimal speech in the movie. Yeah. Um so in the beginning um, I actually guy. the first like 15 minutes I started getting like anxiety because I'm trying to be quiet and not make a move and I could feel myself breathing a little heavier <laughs> just because I'm trying to be super quiet. Sure, sure. And uh, so, yeah, so that was cool. Uh, so so a little rundown without spoilers besides that. Um, so there's the we know there's things that come for them if they make a sound. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. They just got to be quiet the whole movie. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> well, I admit you can't give much too much more away than that. Though. No, like without yeah. giving it away because it. there's a couple details that might um, reveal so much throughout the movie, you know, for the is whole it, thing. Is it as good as we all are expecting it to be? Yeah, it's really good. Because it's been getting crazy high praise. Like Stephen King gave it like the highest praise that you that you can possibly get. Well, even uh, on, on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, it didn't have like 99% or something like that. So, yeah, but, it does it. I, or, I looked, or it was but, at 100% for a while. Yeah. yeah. It's at 96%. 96? Well, originally, uh, this came out this week, uh, A Quiet Place was a, was originally considered to be part of the Cloververse series. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know what they do for that series, they take scripts that, you know, are, are that can be used in that series and they, and they build around it. Um, it was pulled because apparently after the script got into the studio, they realized how incredibly good it was and realized that it needs its own franchise. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, and like they're actually going to franchise well, it? Well, the writers have a ton of ideas they did not use for this movie. And they're basically saying that this world can open up to anything. Like, yeah, it's, they, it's they, a oh, crazy yeah. setup. They left it open to where it could go into a sequel. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so I think like, the idea is to make its own franchise. It was this. a cool ending. I mean, the whole thing was based on, well, there's some things that, you know, some jump scares that you expect, and, and there's some things that, there was one scene where you're just like, you see it coming, and you're like... Because <laughs> you know the feeling, you can put that pain into your into yourself. You yeah, know? for sure. Did and you, you make it. that sound in the theater? <laughs> I, yes, during the, during the complete quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and, sir, uh, you need, sir. We need you to stop moaning. <laughs> <laughs> Other customers are complaining. But yeah. So there's the, the typical jump scares. There's you know, some things that you expect for things like you know uh, for a jump scare to happen, and, and a lot of things that you don't expect. Sure. Um, but it, it it was good. You know. I'm really excited to see it. Um, anyway, though, so yeah, that's that. It was originally supposed to be part of the Cloververse, uh, and that's that's kind of cool. I could see it, though, you know? Uh, I mean, from, from my understanding, don't say anything, but from my understanding, 
there's monster elements to the movie. Yeah, um, was was the image of the monster revealed? Didn't we speak about that before? Well, there's a trailer that had that basically like, uh, you can Super see Bowl like, that kind of gave you can like see a like shadow or one something. appendage, and yeah. that's about it. Okay. But don't you, say anymore. Don't, don't say anymore. No, we'll leave it at that. But from my understanding, there's like a monster presence in the movie, and which is probably the reason why they wanted to use it for the Cloververse, is my guess, because it right. fits in with that whole you know. Monster universe, thing. monsters, monsters. Mm. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for that. Um, the last thing before we get to the Blu-rays is uh, Tremors: A Cold Day in Hell comes out very soon in about a month. Comes out, yeah. And uh, we got a screenshot today and a 360 video from <sighs> the set. They uh, at least I'm, I'm assuming this is the beginning part of the movie, so maybe this is where it starts. But they are going back to Perfection, Nevada, which is very exciting to me. Oh, did they not? Did in they five, they were not. In five, they were not. Four oh, okay. was the last one. Um, I, I just like perfection. I like oh, yeah. perfection. It's, well, it's perfection. It's perfection. <laughs> you kind of have to, right? I mean, because... Yep. Well, in, in four, they were actually in uh, Rejection. And then Modern Times, because that was the old days. Four was the throwback movie. And it was called Rejection Nevada. Uh, to be later renamed Perfection. That was three, I think, wasn't it? No, no three was the Ass Blasters. The ass blasters were. No. You're talking about the old west. Wow, wow, west. west. Huh? You're wrong. First one was Tremors. Yeah. Second one were the uh, was the, the guy, one down in Mexico. The, the walkers. I forget the names of them. Was it, that was the one in Mexico? Sure. Third one was the ass blasters. Wait, the f- was the was the? No, Argentina was three. Argentina was three with the ass blasters. Okay. What was two, the second one then? Two was one with the Shriekers, the little like mouser looking dinosaur Yoshi guys. Yeah. Don't tell me about the monsters. Where were they? Uh, they're in perfection, I believe, still. In two? Yeah, I believe okay. so. Ooh, that could be a correction. But, yeah, no, uh, four, though, was, that was the Wild West one that took place in rejection slash perfection. Okay. And then the five, they were off-site. But uh, the new movie, though, they, they are there for a little bit, and that's very exciting to me because I love Tremors and I love things that are perfect. So there's that. For sure. Um, so to move on here, we now have Blues with Choo! Uh, blues with Jew. I'm Jew for some reason, and uh, <laughs> this is Blues with Jew. We still haven't figured out why that is, because Mike is a weirdo. Uh, so first of all, uh, Vestron, you know, they went on a, a kind of a brief hiatus, but uh, they're coming back strong with a uh, an H.P. Lovecraft novella-inspired movie called Dagon. Have you ever seen it? I have it on VHS. Do you? Yes, I do. Have you watched it, nope. though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nope. <laughs> not going to lie uh, to you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's loosely based on H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's novella The Shadow Over Innsmouth. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft novels and novellas had the coolest titles. Ghost in the Witch House, The Shadows Over... Not Ghost in the Witch House. Or was, Witch uh, of the Ghost. No. Dream, dreams Dream, of the Witch dreams House. Dreams of the Witch House. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the we Shadow only, Over We Innsmouth. only did an episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Stu- Stuart Gordon from 2001. Um, residents of a fishing village tempted by greed evolve into freakish half-human creatures and must sacrifice outsiders to an ancient monstrous god of the sea. Pretty badass. Uh, that's going to be dropping on July 24th with lots of... Uh, great new, great new special features and uh, and cool cover art. I have to pick up my. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pick up, pick up my iPad to show this to I've you guys. That looks really cool. That's really awesome, isn't yeah, it? That is sweet. Um, and also from Vestron, Beyond Reanimator. You know, a couple weeks ago, I, I talked at the, about a uh, a, du- a double Blu-ray feature coming out from Umbrella Entertainment, yep. which was which is going to feature uh, Bride of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator. 
Vestron has announced that they are going to be releasing Beyond, Re Beyond Reanimator by itself on July 24th with new special features exclusive to their release. Very cool. So, uh, namely, four four new interviews with various uh, members of the cast and crew, and a production art gallery by illustrator Richard Raphorst. Very cool. I, uh, you know, when we did our Reanimator retrospective, um, I really liked Beyond. Like, it wasn't the same as the first two. But I still really liked it because it had the same spirit, I think. It was interesting, yeah. You know, it wasn't as, maybe not as well done as the first two. The first two were are called classics, yeah. you know. Um, the third one, though, is maybe not so well known. But I really, really liked it, though. Well, there's a rat fighting uh, a severed dick. So yep. that pretty much says all you need. You're right. To, You're that's, right. that's all you need to know about it. Pretty much any movie. They, <laughs> they could have they could have put that scene in like Schindler's List and it would have been my favorite scene in the movie. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> that was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the end when it's it's just the, it, it's like the shadows on the wall of the rat fighting the cock. It's great. Just the best. <laughs> Uh, that's it for Blues with You. Back to you, Michael. <laughs> All right. The uh, last piece of news I have here, which I believe is the most important. Uh, do you remember a little movie that was directed by Steven Spielberg uh, from the from the mid-90s uh, about some dinosaurs in, uh, in a park? You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're really, like, you're really making uh, me dig I, into the past. E. I can't remember. No, no, no. No? The other dinosaurs. Uh, not um, from outer space dinosaurs. Is that the cartoon one with the... Uh, uh, We're back. A dinosaur story. Dinosaur tales. Land before time. Land before time. Uh, no. Oh, you're talking movie. about you're talking about Cretaceous period uh, amusement park. Yeah, it's the. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> All right. So from Jurassic Park, um, what was the coolest thing about Jurassic Park? Jeff Goldblum. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> prop wise. Prop wise. Prop wise. Uh. The coolest thing prop-wise prop from wise. Jurassic Park. That they used it was like a featured thing in Jurassic Park. The T-Rex. The sweet... Prop-wise. <laughs> the sweet well, the, shaving cream thing. Oh, that was pretty cool. All right, yeah, all right this is right. going nowhere. Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you you just corrected me in saying prop-wise. Well, prop-wise, there was there was a giant T-Rex prop, you idiot. Well, I, there's a giant T-Rex. Would you consider that a prop, though, maybe? The yeah. puppet? I'd consider it more of a puppet. Puppets aren't props. Sure they are. Puppets are people. There's a difference. <laughs> Puppets are people. Puppets are people too, damn no, it. No, when they're in the car. Okay, so when they're in the car, the kid's fine in a case. In the oh, back of the, car. The, uh, the night vision goggles. Yeah, yeah. Right? I Aww. always wanted a pair of those Hell when I was yeah. a kid. You can now buy an exact replica no of way. the night vision goggles from Jurassic Park. And they work? Full on, everything amazing, except night vision. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? It's the most disappointing part of this news. But there was a company that 3D scanned and like, to, like really in depthly 3D scanned uh, the film mm -hmm. and created an exact replica prop of the night vision goggles. They just apparently don't do anything. You can just look through them. Here's the problem, which, I... which bums me out. I still want them though. Here's the problem I have with that. You can go to over on uh, Southfield Road. Yep. There's a spy shop. Yep. You can go get a pair of real night vision goggles for like 40 bucks. So what you do <laughs> no, is you no, buy... No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What? So I have a friend that works for the government, specifically for the military. Yeah. And he works at one of the local Michigan, 
you know, places off a mound over there. Sure. And um, so when he was up north for their their annual hunting excursion, and <laughs> I went up there to join the guys for, for an overnight stay to hang out, he had their uh, military night vision goggles. Like which are like grade. Yeah, they're super expensive. And they let them borrow them for his time up north. So we're walking. It's they, they go way up in Michigan, and we're walking through the pitch black. And we put these things on, and you can see for like a half mile. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Why are you saying no, 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 no to me though? Why? They're really because expensive. you said the forty dollar ones were really good, and I'm saying these must have been well, I'm sa- the best. They are <laughs> no, U.S. I military. Use I don't. Them, I so. don't doubt that those are the best. Like you can see for a half mile, but I'm I, like you can. You can go buy a pair for a reasonable a reasonable amount where I could like look across to the other side of your basement. Oh yeah, and, I just, I just got really excited that, uh, that I used something cool once. I don't, I don't get cool toys. So. You are not cool. Oh, Shut man. up. And go back to your corner. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go sit on the couch with Jen. All right. <laughs> My bag is there. Oh, okay. So, 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 so here's what you do: you buy the replica Jurassic Park goggles. And then you buy the forty dollar pair, jam them in there, and oh, you and, cool. and you you Jimmy rig it together because you know Jimmy all your money, Jimmy rigs everything. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Now you have a working pair of Jurassic Park night vision. Goggles. The other problem I have is the the other thing I was going to bring up is the the night vision goggles, the military grade ones, obviously, but also the other ones you can buy for like forty or fifty bucks aren't the size of your entire head. You no, know, like, it's really cool. They're not that noticeable. <laughs> 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 the, the one from Jurassic Park, it's like... <laughs> but isn't that like, kind of the point, though? Like, if you're wearing those, don't you want people to know that you're wearing the ones from Jurassic Park? <laughs> Are you just going to walk around outside with these giant Jurassic Park night night vision goggles on? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Why the fuck else would I buy them? <laughs> Please explain this to me. <laughs> all right, is that it? That's all I got for the bleed feed. All right, that's the news. Boom, that was the news. Very subdued. Just kidding. Boom, that was the news. There we yeah, go. There oh, you had me in the mood for a second there, but you ruined it. <laughs> All uh, right. See, see, Scared now, me, now, startled. Now, Jancy Pants has a picture of them pulled up, and I'm starting to change my mind because they are pretty cool looking. Right? I'm yes. telling you. I, I, kind of, I kind of forgot about the green lights yes. around the perimeters of the they're eyes. They're awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, they're $450 in, in big letters. It says, note, this re- prop replica does not include night vision capability. <laughs> Dude, you got those? You're going to be the coolest guy. In Revere, you'll be the baddest <laughs> dude in Revere. All right, uh, uh, all right. We're gonna take uh, a break. We're gonna sharpen our knives. We're gonna kill some hookers. And um, when we Why get did back, you just point at me when you said that. Oh, I didn't. I was sharpening <laughs> my knife. <laughs> then we don't stand in front of my hooker killing device. <laughs> all right, we'll be back in a minute. The hooker killing apparatus. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. We're back. All right. Good night. <laughs> uh, no, we're uh, we're back, and we are talking one of the most prolific serial killers on the face of the earth. Nope, wrong. 
We uh, we talked about that earlier. <laughs> one of the most <laughs> not famous. one of the most. <laughs> there we go. One of the most famous. You there gotta, you go. You gotta learn that word. <laughs> sorry, <still>. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Words are hard. Not uh, not one of the most prolific serial killers in the world, but definitely one of the most infamous. Absolutely. Uh, everybody knows who Jack the Ripper is, even if you really don't know who Jack the Ripper is. Like, yeah. You know, even the, the Rips name. Rips a lot of farts. That guy. <laughs> You're just ripping. <laughs> <laughs> in stereo. Oh, I ripped again. Uh, <laughs> we all called him Flatulence Frank. <laughs> that was another name for him. Just ripping swells. Um, <laughs> you want to take this? Uh, well, so we'll, we'll kind of jump into the uh, the movie first that we watched. Off after all, we are a movie podcast. <laughs> True. So, uh, so we watched From Hell from two thousand one. Yes. Great! I love this movie. Personally. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite movies. Um, in the in the more like drama horror, I guess you would call it because it's not like, it's not like a standard horror movie. It's a drama it's for like sure. A, it's like but, a yeah. like a mystery like whodunit kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, it, but it's yeah, it's it's got its own little sub sub genre, if you will, kind of you know. In that it section, for but... sure has horror overtones though. So oh um, yeah, it's a slasher. It's yeah, a, oh it's yeah, a, it's a gothic slasher. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the that's entire a way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. gothic slasher. And to me, like I, I, I personally love, uh, I love the aesthetic of uh, Victorian, like the Victorian times. Yes, like, I, I agree. I, uh, especially on gloom, like for some reason on gloomy days, like when you know when the and we have plenty of those here in Michigan. Uh, it's been like, sunny right here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> not not recently, but like dur- like during the summer when it's like when we get a thunderstorm. There's certain movies that I love to watch. For some reason, they all have Johnny Depp in them. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I love to watch this movie. I love to watch uh, um, Sweeney, Sweeney Todd, Depp. and I love to watch uh, Sleep- Sleepy Hollow. Oh oh Because the- and and the Ring. That one doesn't have. Uh, um, Johnny Depp, but he actually he actually plays the TV. I think it's it's either it's either (laughs) it's either the movies with like the like the Victorian aesthetic, or you know how like certain movies they'll just kind of desaturate the colors. Yeah. So the movie that themselves look really they make the movie looks dreary. I love those types of movies on a on a gloomy day here in Michigan. So this and and this movie kind of fits in with it. Not really with like the desaturated colors, but the Victorian theme and. Mm-hmm. Well, and, it's still uh, pretty like low contrast. The whole movie. Uh, is- yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but anyway, so this is about uh, in Victoria, era in London, Victorian era London. A troubled clairvoyant police detective investigates the murders by Jack the Ripper. Now, pretty straightforward. They took some. <laughs> they took some liberties here because Johnny Depp actually plays a character who is was a real inspector in real life, yeah. Inspector Frederick Aberline. Uh, but in real life, he didn't have any sort of clairvoyant um, yeah. abilities or yeah. anything like that. And I, I also don't think he was an opium addict. No, I no, like, he like was, Johnny Depp. Well, Johnny there was Depp's a book. Character. There was a book that was called From Hell as well. And uh, the oh, the, like the graphic novel, you mean? Yeah, yeah. and the character yeah. of uh, Inspector Frederick, uh, he, uh, Aberline, he uh, he was only like uh, in like two or three chapters towards right. the end of the book, right? And he actually admitted in the I think I think that it in was the book, it was in the within the book because he has uh, he has visions like he'll smoke some opium and then he has these weird yeah. visions, yeah. And, which is funny because <laughs> even though he's a clairvoyant in the movie. Uh, it never really 
it, it makes more sense in the graphic novel that he admits to the fact that his his uh, his visions are made up. Yeah. They're fake. Yep. Because in the movie, you see him actually having these visions, but they don't help at all. Well, he, like he'll he just sh- sees it. He'll show up at a dead body and he'll be like, oh, yeah, I saw this in a vision. But there's no info. Cool. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for your help, Fred. Who killed him? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just saw saw some dead chick. Yeah. And the fact that he's an opium addict and drinks absinthe with uh, poison in it (laughs) doesn't help either. I think mentally he's a bit fucked, (laughs) quite frankly. Which is one of the reasons you love the character. You're like, I just love the fact that this character is such a mess. I wanted to, instead of drinking beers tonight, I actually wanted to get a bottle of absinthe uh, sugar cubes and poison, uh, <laughs> but the rest of the guys did not did not seem to agree with that uh, consensus. So no, he's uh, technically he's not. Dr- I mean, it's yes, it is poison, but it's he's he's dripping uh, laudanum yep. into his into his uh, drink, which is just it's an anesthetic. Which apparently anesthetic. was a thing though, because somebody well, there's another character that did the same thing in the movie. Uh, it, it was, was it was Jack the Ripper. Was it? Ja- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Didn't he? Oh my oh. god. Did you ever meet his cousin, the Jack Lord the Stripper? No. <laughs> <laughs> he had a hard childhood. <laughs> he was ready for this rip and swell. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, uh, other other players in this movie, you've got um, Heather Graham oh, playing, yes. playing the, uh, the un- uncharacteristically <laughs> beautiful <attractive>. prostitute Mary <laughs> Kelly, who... Yeah. You know, but... It, Actually, at the same, because we said that while we were watching the movie, we were like, she's way too, like, beautiful and and luxurious to be yeah. a hooker. Oh, yeah. But the fact is, is that it living in Whitechapel at the time, it didn't really matter what you looked like. There was it was it was no, but it according was to with, it was filled with Irish and Jewish immigrants, and everybody was poor, and so the women kind of had to turn toward prostitution. To, to put bread on the table. But, that was, that was really their only option. According to historians, though, according to historians, though, the, the, the certain prostitutes in the Whitechapel area was, like, the lowest of the low, though. Like, yeah. your higher-end prostitutes were not there. Mm. That's kind of why I said that at the beginning. Like, it's, pr- it's pretty well known that your higher-end like prostitutes like your, were not in Whitechapel. Like your Julia Roberts <laughs> from Pretty <laughs> yes, Woman. Yes, yes. Yeah. These, ones, these ones were more your, like, Mr. Bean-looking prostitutes that were walking around <laughs> <Yeah>. Whitechapel. <laughs> I, look, I actually looked up some of the pictures of them. Like, I, look, I looked up some of the pictures, and I was like, wow. Yeah. They, it, these actress, <laughs> some of the actresses for some of them weren't all that attractive, but boy, were they much better than oh. the ones back. Oh, they they oh, uglied I'm, up a lot of those girls for sure. Oh, that's um, a horrible thing for me to no, say. I get it though. I get that you can you can say you can use the term ugly up. You can use whatever. But the fact of the matter is though is that these the, the unfortunately the women that were around at the time though in Whitechapel around <laughs> that time though they were a poor. They were let's be honest. They were used in the most literal sense of the word Mm -hmm. you know they were ravaged by the men Mm -hmm. they were you know they they did not have the means to gussy themselves up Mm -hmm. quite frankly you know and it's back in the 1800s so how much gussying could you really do i'm sure they had there was obviously makeup but it wasn't like today's standards where you had you know you know it's not maybelline it's it's not senegen's lip sense and uh and uh, shadow sense it's like it's not maybe it's coverage. not maybe lean's like maybe they're wearing lard. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe lean, maybe fat. I don't yeah, know. Like it's glistening up. Like no, that's a terrible thing to say. But the fact of the matter is, in the late eighteen hundreds in London, in Whitechapel though, it's just, it was not a good place to be. 
And the, the, the people, though, and especially the, the prostitutes who were, like, bottom of the barrel, you didn't go there if you were a high-paying client. They didn't call yeah. them prostitutes, though. They called them the unfortunates. The unfortunates. Yeah. Which... Which, yeah, pretty, full circle. Pretty fitting title. <laughs> full, full circle. Quite unfortunate. So it's not, it's not us being mean. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it is what it is. You know, that's the reality of the situation. Uh, so uh, getting back to the cast real yes. quick, we've got um, Ian Holm. Also an unfortunate. Mm. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ian Holm playing Sir William Gull. Uh, he was awesome in this movie. Uh, yeah, amazing. He's, uh, you might know him as uh, Bilbo, I, Bilbo Baggins. I'm so happy he left the Shire to do a, a movie like this because... <laughs> I, I just assume that's where he lives, right? <laughs> yeah, Shire, that's where he's Probably. That's where he's uh, he was, um, he was where he, oh, oh. That's where he disappeared when he put the ring on. He went to set. Yeah. Time traveled <laughs> and went to set. So so we have uh we have um uh we have the Shire represented in Ian Holm. We also have Hogwarts represent, represented by Robbie Coltrane yes, playing Sergeant Peter Godley. Sergeant Hagrid. Uh Sergeant, <laughs> Sergeant Hagrid. Uh <laughs> Which I, I I was the same as Jen on this one. I, I, I kept I knew that I knew his face and, and I think I knew him more with the shaved face the way you did as yeah. uh Valentine from from um Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yep. Yeah, when so he, that's, that's, that's and why I kept, him and I kept hearing his voice. I was like, damn, that voice really sounds familiar. And then Jen finally looked him up. She's like, it's fucking Hagrid. <laughs> I was so, <laughs> so mad because I was I, I didn't recognize his Face. I just recognized the voice. I'm like, that voice sounds so familiar. Yeah. And that's why I finally had to look it up. So I'm like, who is this guy? And then that's literally all I could see was like yeah, the rest, eight foot Hagrid. Yeah, the, re- the, <laughs> the rest of the movie, all you could see was Hagrid doing it. It was so yep. f- funny when he went and woke up Johnny Depp. I thought he was going to be like, you're a wizard, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the future. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Jason Fleming. Who uh, spoon point or spoon? People here don't know you as spoon. Oh yeah. Jim pointed out to me as we were uh, watching the movie. Um, um, where oh, do, yeah. where do you know him from? Jason uh, Jason Fleming. Yeah. I I, I was not from... as familiar with him as you were. Oh, uh, he's in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. He was in League League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I, he's been he's been in quite. Oh, he was in uh, X Men First Class. He played Azazel in X Men right, First that's Class. Right, that's right. Yeah, he's been around, but uh, he plays. a pretty minor part in this movie mm-hmm. uh he's basically the coachman the uh the coachman the the, the coachman <laughs> to uh to to jack the ripper himself um and uh I, as far as like recognizable yeah, faces that's, that's, that's probably there's there's a few other people who you might recognize but yep. that, that that's about it that's like um, the big cast yeah the movie was from uh 2001 uh directed by the hughes brothers uh albert and alan albert will get you the money um <laughs> Uh, these the, this duo also directed Menace to Society, the original, uh, Dead Presidents, mm-hmm. and the Book of Eli, the uh, Denzel the Denzel movie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this guy's got a, a bit of a pedigree. They've you know they've done they've stuff. This is a, this this is kind of out of character for him though. I mean, because like Menace to Society and Dead Presidents were both. Um, I mean, Dead Presidents was basically a, a bank heist movie. Sure. Menace to Society was about, uh, you know, urban, mm-hmm. urban culture. The book of and kind of the... was was like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, they seem to be very good though at set pieces. Yeah, which which actually makes sense for this movie. Definitely, you know, yes. they're they're very good at time periods and and bring those time periods to life. Speaking of set pieces, one thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, you 
early on in the movie, you're like, you were kind of, and, and I, I don't fault you for this because I kind of thought the same thing, but you're like, you can tell this was shot on a soundstage and I really kind of like it because it almost gives it that sort of, uh, I don't know if you, you said it like it almost gives it sort of that old timey yeah, stage like play old, sort of feel. It looked at like the old Hollywood uh, sets that they would build, you know, on a back lot or on yeah. a soundstage where it was, you could tell that it was like, you could tell that it was not where it was. But I I like that but aesthetic it, though. It reminds me of like old time movies. But it wasn't. Yeah. And this was actually they they built they built they basically built four blocks like four replica blocks of Whitechapel in the middle of Prague. Yeah. You know what else is in Prague? What? Sound stages. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? No. I this said is... the exact same thing. I was talking to Jen earlier. I read the exact same thing that you did. Yeah. Further down, though, in... We got this from IMDb, let's be oh, honest. Oh, okay. Uh, further down the IMDb list, though, there's somebody else says that the four blocks were built on a soundstage in Prague. <laughs> oh, so... So the, it was just oh, it was I a thought... studio in Prague where they shot the movie. Oh, okay. So they, they did, though, literally build four straight blocks of the movie, though, to shoot. So Which is cool, huge, yeah. massive of soundstage mm-hmm. uh but it was on a oh, soundstage all right so, so i like i got the impression that they basically built four blocks of it like in the middle of prague that's what i thought i thought maybe they took over a certain like blocks or whatever and they just like covered up the storefronts to make it look like the old that's kind of what i thought too you know but. i guess i should have i guess i should have realized that though because it, they uh one of the other things that they said was that this was right around the time that heather heather graham and heath ledger started dating yep and it was because he, he was, was filming a knight's tale right, right next, next door, door. Yep. so yeah that makes, makes sense and that is it just happened to be stage. in prague yeah um even still though i love that aesthetic like it, it like I said it reminds me of the old hollywood movies though yeah. of <laughs> where you could you could tell that it was fake just enough to give it that like that not so real look to it yeah it was still real i don't know it's a weird like it's a weird thing uh, I dig it though. I get, I get like, what you you're watch, saying. It's you hard to explain. You don't watch the Wizard but... of Oz and think that you're actually not. You right. know that it's a soundstage. <laughs> right. But there's magic to that though. Yeah. You know, it's it's the old American filmmaking. It almost kind of gives it that uh, like almost like a stage stage play feel or something like that. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like of, I, I like really well built props and stuff like that. Yeah. They they did a lot of subtle things that I at, at least I think <laughs> they did this on purpose. I don't. Just knowing like when the it was made, I feel like you ha- would have to make these things like the opening uh, where it had the quote that actually uh, we listened to in the opener where it says that uh, they will say that I ushered, gave birth, in, gave ushered birth, in the oh yeah gave birth gave to birth the, to the twentieth century like there was just this very subtle like thing that they're doing with the text where it looked like old timey Hollywood stuff like that and that was one of the first things I noticed because it kind of. It, it sucked you in in the way that like an it's, old Hollywood movie yeah, would it's do a, that. Almost like like silent film, uh, uh, like text on the screen, sort yeah. of. Sort yeah. of, yeah. It's, it, it's I thought an it was old so cool. way of storytelling. I don't know. I like I like it a lot. I like that kind of stuff. Like, like it's it's less about believability and more about just putting yourself in that moment. Does that make sense? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Probably not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so Johnny Depp though uh, plays uh, uh, Inspector uh, Frederick Aberline. Yeah. Frederick Aberline, and uh, he when we first meet him in the in the story, uh, I'm not going to go through the entire thing, but he's an opium addict. You know, he's in a in like a like a Chinese opium den, just smoking, chasing the dragon, <laughs> and um, he gets woken up, and there's these murders, these crazy murders that. At the time, you know, having having murders in Whitechapel was an everyday occurrence. 
Like it was not it was not abnormal. However, these particular murders were so crude and barbaric. I mean, not crude is the right word, but like out of the out of the ordinary and barbaric that it was different. Like different mentality. It was not like a, just a random killing. This was different, and he knew it right off the bat. Now, uh, just if I could interject real quick, I actually I listened to an episode of of a podcast where the uh, the host interviewed who is considered to be like the lead the foremost the the foremost ripperologist which these are this is actually what people have been a sweet name by the way yeah ripperologist <laughs> this is this is what people in in real life who who study jack the ripper and, and the case they've been come to know they've been they have come they've known as. they have come to be known as uh ripperologists and this guy i forget his first name his last name is rumbelo he's he's a very famous ripperologist uh, he basically wrote the book on on the J- Jack the Ripper history, and they, he they, said they call him Ripper Rumbo, Ripper Rumbo, Ripper Rumbolo, and he he actually uh, he said that um, Whitechapel, even though it was squalid and and just kind of a, a terrible place to be, that crime aside from like petty theft and maybe you know like some random fights and 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 robbery and stuff like that, it really wasn't known for for murder. Fair enough. So when these started happening, it really kind of shook all of London. So this is, you're talking about real life, though. Real life, yeah. Yeah. In the movie, though, they, they portray Whitechapel as... No, White, well, Whitechapel in, in the movie and in real life was a shit place. Sure, like it sure. Was, it was overpopulated, the movie, there though, was they... a lot of prostitution, there was like, there was just drunks everywhere, like alcohol dependency in real life and in the movie was a terrible, like a, a, like a ter- terrible epidemic, but... As far as murder actually goes, it wasn't a huge problem. Well, in the movie, they portray it, though, as to be a little bit more of that, though, because they even talk about how, you know, we see murders every single day. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but, like, they see murders all the time. Mm-hmm. These ones, though, were different. And and when Inspector Averline saw them, he knew it, like, right away. Like, this is not, you know, textbook, just random murder. It's, it's just not. This is more methodical. This is this is something different entirely. And and as the murders go on, he puts the pieces together, and he realizes there's a lot of uh, symbolism uh, within the. Uh, What's the symbology? Within within, <laughs> within the murder, like there's coins that are set up the right in patterns, and he he starts seeing shapes and and you know just symbols within within the the coins being left or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's noticed that there's grapes by a lot of the uh the bodies which which sounds it's funny because we we watch it and we're like it's just grapes like i can go i, I can go to nino savaggio's and buy like an entire <laughs> crate of grapes for a dime yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like but grapes were like a big thing and and so that's one of the running themes in the movie whenever he finds like a an empty a grape sprig. stem yeah like a sprig of empty uh like spent grapes or whatever he's he's like obviously this is a man of means who's who's taking care of these women because yeah. he well because women well not even women people in general poor people in general yeah, you, job, you could not afford grapes grapes were high end which I, what i was getting yeah, especially like, those like it's giant just... luscious grapes oh, oh gosh those things look so good are you kidding <laughs> me? <laughs> hey bartender so you got good. any grapes <laughs> <laughs> luscious grapes oh, oh, they're so big you know? oh my god oh. they're the size of my balls they were, like, <laughs> they were beautiful looking i don't know why but my brain went to testicles as well but <laughs> I Mike, just, that was a bag of peas. I, 
I disagree. Oh, my balls are huge. I disagree with you on a personal level about the giant grapes because the giant grapes that you can go buy at Nino's or whatever, those ones have seeds. I don't like those. I disagree. I had grapes literally just today at work. They were about the size of my nuts, and they were seedless and delicious. Yeah, but your nuts are like the size of blueberries. Just so. <laughs> I'm just saying. They were delicious and seedless. So, <laughs> Justin, do probably you not any? natural. <laughs> it, I should steroids into my nuts. These strawberries are these strawberries are the size of my fist. Yeah, you shouldn't eat that strawberry. <laughs> strawberries are supposed to be small. <laughs> what brand is it? TCRI. <laughs> TGRI. It's both. We've gone over this before. It's both. Isn't the movie TG? One, one's comics, one's movies. We're the talking m- about Ninja Turtles here. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so yeah, but grapes though is so they lure them, but with grapes and like absinthe drinks, I think is one of the uh, things that they, they get lured in by, or some kind of liquor. Well, the 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 drinks were laced with laudanum though. Yeah, well, that's and, what I'm saying though. And yeah. Johnny Depp's character Aberline, uh realizes that because he himself is someone who partakes. Yes. Because when he goes to ask um, Sir William Gull about this case later, who is a, a well-known surgeon in the area. He says that he smells laudanum on their lips, yeah. and Sir William Gall's like in a well, real creepy way too. If you if you're if like, you're walking up like to a body only... that's been dead for a few hours out like in the in the world, mm-hmm. and then you like you wipe their lips or smell their lips, mm-hmm. you're gonna smell a lot more than just laudanum. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna start smelling some decomp. It's uh, it's not going to be very great. <laughs> a little bit of decomp, like uh, laudanum, know it. Seems, seems a little odd that he can pick well, that you, out so well, easily. Well, if you want to con- if you want to connect it to the to the real life cases, most of the bodies, are, I think <laughs> I think so. There were five canonical, the five canonical victims of Jack the Ripper, uh-huh. and I think two, three, and four. They said when I was reading, they said that two, three, and four were all found within a half an hour of them being dead. Oh, wow. Oh, were they? So there might not. Okay. There okay. might. But in the movie, it does make it seem like there's a lot more time that has gone by since they were killed. Yes. Ironically enough, though, the movie also, which differs from real life, is the movie makes it seem like it took place within a matter of like a week or so. And in real right. life, it took place over the course of like a month. They were a little bit yeah. more spread out. I, I think it was. I think it was more than that, wasn't it? Was it? More it was, than that. I think it was a few months. Well, still, yeah, longer though is my point. The yeah. movie. The movie makes it seem like it was more condensed. You know. Uh, whereas in real life there was time periods. Uh, yeah, it was it was August thirty first to November 9th. Okay, so a few months. Yeah, then. yeah, yep. Um, um, but anyway, so yeah, so so Inspector Aberline is on the case and he's trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, along the line, he gets sent uh, pieces of liver. They get sent letters. Kidney or kidney yeah. rather. Sorry, um, going back to the sounds of the lambs here. <laughs> um, Fava beans. <laughs> uh, they, get, they get letters from like, hundreds of letters from people who claim to be the Ripper. Only there's one that basically just says it's it's from hell. Signed, catch me if you can. Creepy. Like, that's mm-hmm. creepy, right? Like, I love uh, that letter. I almost want that letter. I want to frame it in my <laughs> house. This, put it next to Jen's room. <laughs> the, the letters with uh, Jack the Ripper. Uh, that's something that I didn't know about. Like. Uh, when like we the were, ones that are actually signed by Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I, I didn't know that there were letters like in Jack's name at all. Yeah, and that was one of the things that I found very fascinating because you and I talked about this episode like two or three weeks ago. So I got a chance to like actually dive in and learn something about. It. I'm happy someone uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like it, it just 
learning that there were actual letters sent, like the return address from hell. I was like, that is so creepy well, and awesome. That one letter, though, the from hell letter, though, is the only one that a lot of the um, like, uh, uh, ripperologists uh, <laughs> deemed to be real because that's the letter that came with the piece of kidney. Yeah. And, uh, and it was right around the time, I believe it was the, th the fourth body was found. Um it um, was different in the real case than it was in the movie, though. In the, I think in the movie yeah. it was the third body. In real life, it was closer to the fourth body. Uh, that being said, though, I think in the letter, movie they actually it showed up after the second body, which is yeah, it might have been. I had my right? facts screwed up because I was real life and fake. Well, it's, it's yeah, hard it's, to it's keep hard track. to like it's hard to keep track of like the what you see in the movie because the movie is actually a lot of the movie is faithful to the real it story. Is. It is, but they also took a lot of liberties, so it's kind of hard to it's, keep keep all your facts it's straight. It's kind of a perfect cinematic uh, translation, though, because we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Jansen and I were talking about this earlier. Jans Jancy Pants. Jancy Pants. We are talking about this earlier, um, <laughs> about how when you take a literary work like in book form yes. and you turn it into a movie, mm -hmm. it doesn't always translate. Like, like the, the movie industry has to change things to, to, to make a movie work. You, know, you can't always do a direct adaptation, and this is sort of the same <clears> thing. Like, the, the 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 real life story it would have been just a straight drama mm -hmm. and that's it right you know when you're trying to make a movie that's going to appeal to people and you need to keep it exciting and you need to do this you're gonna have to change certain things um this movie never claimed to be factual it never it was just based on and inspired by the true events can I, so there are some things but by and large it doesn't need to be factual can i know? interject a little bit sure um not that, not I that changed they, my mind. No, so it doesn't, <laughs> no, not not that they didn't take liberties with the story, but most of what you see in the movie is based off of because being that Jack the Ripper was never caught and they never found out who it was. Yeah, there are there's a myriad of of uh, of different theories sure. about who it could have been. So a lot of what you see in the movie is actually based on real theory, like the part Correct. the part at the end. There's a there was. Um, there was one night where Jack the Ripper killed two women, and they call it the double event uh, in real life sure. and also in the movie. And uh, and after this double event, they find uh, a piece of writing on the wall with white chalk, uh -huh. and it says, uh, I, I actually lost my notes earlier. The Galston All of my Street Graffito. The, the, yes, the Galston yeah, Street Graffito. Uh, scroll, scroll down and read what it actually says. It's uh oh where is it versions? Oh, don't read the versions. There's oh, the oh, yeah. the funny thing is that they they erased it. Mm -hmm. Oh, here it is. In the movie and in real life, they erased it because they thought that it was all sort of incidental. Yeah. So they erased it. So there's actually like four or five different versions. Everybody took down different versions, and it's based on what you believe. It can say five different things, and it can implicate five different groups of people yeah. it's it's kind of weird how that happened but well, in the movie, basically what it said it, it was the jews was, the jews are the jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing the jews are the men who who will not be blamed for nothing but jews is misspelled as j-u-w-e-s yeah and in the movie aberline starts doing a little bit of research and realizes that in the like the the holy text for the Freemasons, that there are uh, three three people who are responsible for the death of this very like legendary Freemason, and their names are uh, Jubello, Jubellum, and and one other one, 
And he kind of thinks like, well, maybe this is what they were referring to when they said Jews. They weren't actually talking well, about Jews Jewish also people. Spelled differently. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. haven't said yet. It's J U W. That's what I, I said that already. I said that already. <laughs> yes, did you? I did. He did. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And so and so he. So this actually happened in real life though too. There was a there was a an author who made that same connection. So in in the movie when Johnny Depp makes that connection. That connection had actually already been made in real life. Okay. Somebody, okay. there was an author, Stephen... Um, Stephen Knight. Stephen Knight. In his book, Jack the Ripper, The Final Solution. Exactly. He made that same He made that same connection, and he thought, maybe this is what they were talking about, and they were implicating the Freemasons. So, in the... And sorry, there's, we forgot to say, but this whole episode is going to be yeah, spoilers yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the place. But... In the movie, when Aberline realizes that the misspelling of the Jews is not because the person who wrote it was illiterate, but because they were actually trying to implicate somebody else, uh-huh. uh, Stephen, uh, what was Stephen Knight? Stephen Knight made that same made that same uh, connection in real life. Yeah. yeah so he, he he actually put forth the the theory that it was the Freemasons. Who were behind the entire thing? Now, so in the, in the movie, when they go into the whole storyline about the Freemasons being involved with this, and 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 then they go to town with that though, they and then they go even story. further, yep. connecting it to the crown. Yep. This is all stuff that actually happened in real life. All of these theories took place in real life. Yeah. It's just that the movie kind of condensed like ten different theories into one, one little. It's still piece. it's still a it's still a fictitious though account of what happened though because mm. clearly nobody knows. Yes. This was this was them basically doing the research, and they 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 there's all these different like possibilities. This is what could have happened, and they kind of just kind of combined them into one right. and presented it as a as a full fledged story. Since <laughs> we're since we're talking about like theories and whatnot, have you guys like in your preparation for the episode found any like really fun theories that you guys like? Well, there's there. I feel like every couple of years there's a, a new documentary that comes out about the true identity of Jack the Ripper. Like there's I think like five or six of them at this point. And and it's all these different like like uh, ripperologists that claim to have figured out who Jack the Ripper was. I'm not sure how you can honestly believe any over over the others, quite frankly, because um, they they all make sense. I mean, you can watch them all, and they all they all pin together certain things. But it's like the it's, problem is there's no there's there's almost no evidence to go off of whatsoever. Yeah, very that's, very there's. It's well, that's that's what's so hard about a cold case that's hundreds upon hundreds of years old. You know, like 130 years is a long yeah, time. Yeah, and, and also Not most 100, 130. Yeah, and also most of the buildings and most of the evidence that was ever collected for these cases was destroyed uh, during True. the German Blitz. Yep. So you can't even like go back and try and you know because they've they've solved they've solved cold cases before. Uh, years and years and years down the line because they're like, oh shit, now all of a sudden we know what DNA is, so we go back and we and we figure this out and they've solved cold cases mm-hmm. years and years later, but you can't do that now because the majority of the evidence has been destroyed. Yeah. But one one thing I just realized, we're talking a lot about like the theory itself, like should we, should we talk about the actual theory in the movie, or is that too spoilery? Oh well, no no! We're I, gonna give spoilers. That's well, I kind of was. Right. I kind of was already with the. Uh, well, I I talked about the Freemason and the Freemasons, and then I said it was connected to the crown. So why don't we talk about the connection to the crown? Well, yeah. So which is another real, 
uh, hypothesis about yeah, the Yeah, basically, about the basically case. like I said, spoilers. Uh, apparently, uh, the, the, the prince has um, syphilis. Is basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. He's 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 got the itch, and uh, <laughs> and so there's a doctor that comes in and uh, and is is treating him. However, he finds out that or they find out somehow that the, that that prince had an affair or not an it was it an affair or just a baby out of wedlock. In in the movie, like he was actually married and then had a proper baby that would be the heir to the throne. Yes. Right. Okay. He had a he had a he with one of the prostitutes. Yes. So he had fallen in love with one of the prostitutes. Had a baby. Conceived a child with her. They had the baby and that baby would destroy the throne. It would destroy the if the yeah. baby of a whore was suddenly royal blood. Right. Is basically what it yes. was. And so uh, this doctor was basically tasked with making the problem go away. For lack of a better way of saying it, the doctor being Sir William Gall. Yeah, in the, in the movie, Holmes. in the movie, Bilbo Baggins. Well, this is, and that's, a, and that's also, that's, that's a, a real theory is it really? in real okay, life. See, I didn't mm-hmm. read this. Yeah. So, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so he's basically tasked with making it go away. Hence, hence the Ripper, and basically killing anybody who had connection to her that would know this. And that's uh, that's essentially why the killings took place. Now, I've also read, uh, back to real life here. I've also read. That uh, there's 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 inf- information that you can take as that none of these victims really knew each other at all. I've read yeah. that as well. Yeah. Like so, that's that's the problem with these old cases is there's so many theories that can neither be proved nor di- nor disproved. It's just interpretation of the facts. Right. And that's what theories essentially are. Not that I need to tell anybody that, but like, <laughs> you know, that's what it is though. So the one person can look at an orange and go, oh. I think that uh, judging by how that looks, it has a tangy taste. And somebody else go, no, I think it's sweet. <laughs> you know, like it's it is what it is. You know, there's no way to prove or disprove it if the orange doesn't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's whatever you choose to put your faith behind when learning about these types of things. But they're all fascinating because any one of them could be true. You know, some right. more than others, but any one of them could be true. Yeah, and actually, that that brings up one of the few things that it's kind of like a. a I kind of am wrestling with it, whether or not I like it or not, but uh, portraying all the women as knowing each other and being really good friends. Whereas like you're, you're talking about in real life, how that's not, how that's argued that it's not like uh, it's more widely accepted that they didn't know each other at all. Maybe a couple of them might've crossed paths in yeah. the, uh, in what was it called? The bar called the 10, 10 bells, the 10, 10 bells, bells yeah. which a, still actually exists. That's it's still there, yeah. which is pretty, so, pretty wild. A couple of them did actually frequent there and may have crossed paths, but were they friends? Probably not. And uh, I, I can completely understand why uh, they would do that because we were talking about this earlier. Uh, it's a slasher film. And what? how interesting would a slasher film be about a bunch of random strangers that don't know one another who aren't experiencing, like, the, the killings together? Together. And this goes you know? back to what I was talking about when you're adapting something for a cinematic audience. Yeah. There are certain things that you kind of have to do to, to make it work a little bit better for that type of medium. Yeah. Um, not to mention, too, in real life, I mean, if you're a, uh, an unfortunate in Whitechapel... Are you going to be befriending all the people who are trying to take your business? Probably not. You know, that's just my own common sense, but, but probably not. But at the same time, would it, maybe there was, like, we need to stick together kind of mentality. Because if you were actually dealing with, like in the movie, they were dealing with the Nichols gang. Yeah. Who were kind of this group of thugs who decided that they were sort of going to come in and 
act as the pimps to these to these women not even really pimping them out it was more so like if you want to do business on our streets you're going to have to pay us and these women couldn't afford couldn't afford to pay them and actually in the movie the very first victim that's found uh wasn't like I, I don't know if you guys picked up on this or not but the very first victim that Aberline goes to look at wasn't killed by Jack the Ripper so I read something about this and I'll be honest with you when I was rewatching the movie I did not pick up on it you didn't no what uh, what exactly well because there the, points cause, that out because because Jack's mo was he would he would slice their throat and then he would cut them basically from their pubic bone pubic bone up to their breastbone and mutilate them and then uh in in several cases he actually took organs from their bodies mm-hmm. in the first case uh um tabram i can't yeah, remember martha tabram martha tabram she was actually stabbed in real life which is why they don't connect martha tabram with the canonical five okay. she was stabbed 39 times Oh, so her yeah. her throat wasn't slashed. She was she was just stabbed, and so they show and they... they show that in the movie. All you see is the blade flashing in the light of the oh, like I the streetlights, and so you much. just see the blade coming down on That's her a crazy. bunch of times. And so it it if you're if you're really paying attention, which I had to read this before I before it it really dawned on me, but like being that she was stabbed 39 times rather than the the mo of jack yeah. of slicing slicing the throat it was mcqueen the guy with the the blade up his sleeve oh you think it was him yeah oh. well because he kept coming and threatening See, them I and saying if, I, I honestly i've seen this movie a thousand times i never put that together yeah he kept he kept coming up to them well, and saying you, if you're not going to pay us a pound a week then i'm going to come here and i'm going to pluck go your eyes though, out and i'm going to kill you so all he, the murders to be jack the ripper though. right so I, yeah, it, it, so that he, just blew by me. So he killed Martha Tabram to kind of send a message to them that, uh, you know, if you're not going to pay us, then we're not going to fuck around here. Yeah. We're just going to kill you. Yeah. Because there's plenty of other women who can come in and take your place oh. if you die off. It, but then after that, that's when the Jack the, Jack the Ripper killing started. It's gotcha. actually funny that we're talking about this because I remember as I was watching the movie... Uh, I had already done a lot, most of my research, uh, and when it showed Martha being killed, I was like, what are these jokers doing? She's not for the canonical five. And then they later addressed that as like, well, I don't, and I sat there and was like, well, dang it, I don't know if that's more frustrating. <laughs> yeah, no well, in the movie, do they take they do they consider her one of Jack's victims? No, they do. Uh, Abernath is that his name? Aberline. 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 I was gonna say Abernathy. Abernathy is a cool name though too. Yeah, this isn't the Bates Motel. <laughs> Abernath. But uh, Aberline does say at one point he does uh, does not think that she is one of the Ripper's victims. I think it's uh, the after the first or no it's after the the second murder shown in the movie but the first ripper victim there uh sergeant hagrid asks him <laughs> godly <laughs> uh he asks him is this the same murder and he's like i don't believe so the other one was how does he put it i Essentially saying yeah. she was stabbed to death. Yeah, rather she was than... stabbed to death, and this one is a lot more methodical. This one's done with more surgical precision, whereas you know, the other yeah, one was you know, more. It's funny. Up. I know the exact scene you're talking about, and now that you say, now that we're putting it in that context, it makes perfect sense. I just always assumed that he was talking that the killer changes methods up. Right. Like, I, that's what I just always assume because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially if you think back, now you're thinking back to that scene where you just, and, and yep. it is a great scene, like. 
you see the blade and that's all you do. like you don't even see his hand you don't see the forms of the people you just see the blade shining in the light coming down like a bunch of times and that's it i thought that was amazing just was, the way that was shot it was yeah, really it's good yeah cool looking um, it, they relied on a lot of hitchcockian sort of uh like death scenes in yeah. this where mm-hmm. it you don't actually see the actual violence but you know what's happening which was very hitchcockian uh-huh. and i uh, i i loved it um one of the things i thought was funny in uh in the movie you know when these when these murders take place everybody's on edge the police are terrified of people finding out what's going on uh in real life though you know there's accounts of what happened whereas the the news and the tabloids and the newspapers they went crazy with yeah. this when it started and to the point where they were almost romanticizing the murders right like they would like there are certain newspapers that would have um two editions a day printed yeah just romanticizing this people would go off people would run down the streets like murder murder like everybody was in it almost as if it was like a, a bad soap opera yeah and people just needed to know what happened yeah. next and like and it was such a weird thing though because you could literally you were part of the action it's like it was, watching a tv show like it's like watching 24 and then walking outside and suddenly oh my god we're getting bombed and jack bauer's running by me he's gonna save the day like like but it's, it's you're kind, walking to the street and it you was, get murdered by this guy in the story it was like, kind crazy. of it was kind of a hit like so this was really sort of the first the first serial killer and case serial killer case in history to be to just have this like media frenzy about it because the media realized holy shit we can sell a bunch of copies by really like you said romanticizing this it was kind of ahead of its time though yeah. cuz think yeah. of the way we are now like tragedy is it's it's fetishized Fet- fetishized yes. Fet- that's Fet- different than romanticized <laughs> no 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 but it's actually it's, it's, it's actually really, a good it's, distinction because yeah. it is it's I, but it's but think about it like we it, it's kind of the way we are nowadays like when you see something terrible you just flock to it that's Listen, why the news is the way it, like you don't see all the like the happy lighthearted like uh puppies being adopted yeah. kind of shit on the news anymore you just see death that's Listen, all you see is, sounds, that's because that's what people want to soak up for some reason this is going to sound terrible to say and and, and trust me it's more ironic than it is actually serious but uh <clears throat> relatively recently there was in texas a guy that was sending bombs in the mail right mm-hmm. and i had made mention to you and this was it was in jest it was in jest and joking but i go i go oh my i i had not heard about it at the time and i go oh my god there's a guy that's like bombing people in the mail i said we're about due for another serial bomber, like like, and and, and you you and yes. you say stuff like that though, a, but a, a, just to reiterate, it was a joke. No, but a no, tasteless joke, no, but like that's kind of. But this is what I'm saying though, like as as consumers of news and consumers of 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 the goings on. Yeah. As bad as something is, if you're not a part of it, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what this was to these people back in the day. Like they were not a part of it, but like, oh my god, they're like it's like if a crime happens on your street, you're poking out your door, looking like what's going on, what's going on, we want to know what's going on. Oh, this is very exciting. What happened down there? Well, there's, there was night. this <laughs> happened just the other night at our street. Yeah, like it, it's this, it's this, it's this weird human trait that you just always want to know what's going on right. and, and it gets romanticized well, they even, and fetishized they even, and everything else they even uh, kind of illustrated that in the movie when when they find um uh, uh dark dark what the hell is her name dark alice uh, i can't I, remember what her name was uh the, which one 
I, th I think they call her Dark Alice or Dark Dark Annie. Dark Annie. They call her Dark oh, Annie. Oh, oh Annie. Annie. And they and they yeah. the uh, the cops like after they find her body, there's a crowd gathering around, and they so they put sheets up around her yep. like they're holding sheets, and you can hear somebody off in the crowd go, "Show us the body. We want to see the body." Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like and it's it's like why do you want to see this horrible horrible thing that happened? But that's just people. 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 And it's that's it's it's, if, it's like you said, if you're not part of it. You want to be a part of it, There's and you want to see it, perfect, and you want to... Perfect example. There's an Instagram account that I follow that I got you to follow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miss Angelini. Miss Angemi. Angemi. And, and Gemi. You don't follow her. You If you should, if you like macabre things, whatever. But what she is... Uh, she, you, well, if you have a strong stomach. A strong stomach. stomach. Yeah. What she is, though, is she is a... Um, uh, she's a, a, medical, a medical, medical examiner. examiner. And she has an Instagram account where she posts the most gnarly, crazy... Downright, sometimes disgusting, amazing, amazing. Yeah, but it's crazy. Like she'll go from showing dead fetuses mm -hmm. to really beautiful gallstones to which, which no, 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 no. It's it. I say that and you laugh. They look like polished stones you'd use in jewelry. So, yeah. crazy. what's this Twitter account? I. Uh, it's uh, incredible. It's the, Miss, Mrs. and Gemi. It's A N G E M I. Even the really crazy things, though, like really bad accidents and mangled bodies and everything else. It's like. You have to have a strong stomach to watch to look at the stuff, yes, but it's it's fascinating because it's not things that you see every day unless you're in that line of work. And there is something about the human condition I believe that is that is just inherently fascinated by things you're not supposed to see, and right. those are things you're not supposed to see. Right. Um, but but, it's like, it's like but weird, when you're it's looking like at porn. when you're looking at images of it, it's not real. <laughs> like, you know, oh it's my. like. There was the one that you showed so me. I'm so bad tomorrow. I'm <laughs> so, so, so bad. The one that you keep keep scrolling down. There's one where uh, so Brian uh, James oh, Pants right is actually now. looking Whoa. at it right now. Good there's luck. one where this case was a guy who murdered his wife and then shot himself in the face with a shotgun and he lived through it. Yes. Oh, and, I, and so I there's think I texted and you so like, there's look oh, at that. There's, Dear Lord, look there's, at that. There's crime scene <laughs> photos of this guy. They they came in into the room and the guy's wife is laying dead on the floor. Is it and, one of the? And he's just sitting there, with no face. Yeah, it's, it's, his face there's, is literally there's just, hanging there's just off meat his body. hanging off his face. And it's like if you saw this in real life, it would ruin you for the rest of your life. Yeah, and no, but no, because no, we're so curious for some reason, no, like don't we get see me wrong. This, this I don't I don't want anyone to go to this this uh, Instagram account and thinking that that this woman is posting this for. Uh, for shock value, that's not the case. No, it's, no, it's she, for educational she is purposes. Purely for education. That's right. what the entire part of this is. Don't yeah. don't get that twisted. However, and, and we're not looking at it because no. we like it well, so much. It's because it's it's but, interesting. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I look at it for the same reason that the people with the Bible's papers back in the days of Jack the Ripper mm. bought them to see the pictures of the bodies. Like, like don't get me wrong. I learned stuff too. But I also have yeah, like they're, they're literally a, what is, a birth. What is it was oh. on her Instagram, like straight up. Oh, it's, it's actually goodness. pretty incredible that she's she can post. I can that tell stuff. Jen's looking at it too because of her face over <laughs> her mouth. Lord. I can tell. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing that she can post this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. This um, is like this. But she, it, it seems like it, because it's for educational purposes. Yeah. It it kind of like it's kind of above the bylaws of yeah, and, social but, media. And I, and I like I said, just to reiterate, I'm not gonna lie to you. I get a kick out of that too because you see weird shit. That's why people bought the paper and why the photographs needed to be in the paper and the photographer like, show me the body like right. like they wanted it because of that right you know and, and it's and, and it's the exact same reason that they ended up so there's there's uh, like three or four letters 
from Jack the Ripper, quote-unquote, yeah. that have become famous. Uh, the most famous of all is the From the Hell from letter. Hell. Signed, Signed, Catch Me, catch if me, you if you, or catch me When You Can. Yeah, I love that. Mr. Oh, Lusk. That's great. And, but... They got hundreds. Who was Mr. Tusk and Kevin oh. Smith was right oh, the entire Lord. time? They got There's hundreds. a circumcision picture. They got hundreds I'm and done. they got <laughs> they got hundreds and hundreds of letters. Obviously not from Jack the Ripper. Sure, but people just wanted to. Uh, they just wanted to further this story. Like they wanted to make it more sensationalized, and especially the papers. There's a couple of these. Like even the um, so there's. Uh, there's the the dear boss letter, so the four the four famous letters are the the from hell letter, the Openshaw letter, the dear boss letter, and saucy Jack and and, so, and so, <laughs> saucy Jack saucy, saucy Jackie Jack. saucy Jackie the Ripper and the uh, letter was just like why is the rum gone <laughs> and really and really the only one that's ever been considered to be genuine is is the from hell letter letter. now i do i do find it kind of interesting though that um so there was there was a guy named there was an artist by the name of uh sickert william sickert do you know this did you read about this no um i think it was the openshaw letter hold on let me let me pull this up real quick sorry well while you're pulling it up (laughs) one of the things that i really hope that the from boss or dear boss dear boss thank you letter is a real one because one of my favorite theories that uh, I think I talked to you very briefly about this. Yeah, you asked us, the, you asked us earlier if there was any theories that we thought held water, and then we never talked about it. So go ahead. Yes. So one of my favorite theories is the that Jack the Ripper is really Herman Webster Mudgett. Also, Herman Munster. <laughs> are you talking about? Also known as H.H. H. H. Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. I love this theory. Like, it, Do you like the theory, though, more so just because it's so crazy and it combines two amazing conspiracy honestly, theories Honestly, yes. <laughs> honestly, yes, because it does fall apart in certain areas. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so the, the current famous holder of this theory is H.H. Uh, H. Holmes' great-great-grandson, uh, Jeff, Jeff Mudgett. Uh, who is the more I, I read about this guy and see this guy's TED Talks and all this stuff, he's just insane and wants so badly for his <laughs> great great ba- grandfather to be this horrible murderer of prostitutes, which, like, okay, dude. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it's just such an interesting theory because there is evidence showing that H.H. H. Holmes was in London during the times where these murders happened. Was he really? Yes, he was. Like, they found, like, manifests that showed that uh, uh, I, Herman uh, Mudgett was... Just call uh, him A.J. Holmes. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of the actual name that was on it, but the, one of his surnames was on, like, a ship man, passenger manifest for... that going there and coming back because Whitechapel was right next to a, a port exactly yes right. so they just looked at the the passenger manifest because those are still being maintained and you can still go back that far and look yeah and th- there's also like uh handwriting uh analysis that that has been done and the similarities between like especially the dear boss letter and uh, different letters written by H. H. Holmes uh, that are just so cool. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that that one's actually believable because if you uh, I, I don't know if you if you're listening and you know anything about H. H. Holmes, but 
he's a pretty fascinating uh, piece of American lore as well. Yeah, he yeah. he was a very prolific killer, and he actually built um, he built a hotel in. Chicago. Chicago. He was the murder house. Now the I goat, want, now I want the devil to be in the white city. Yeah. yeah, he Are you was. Me? He built. He built what they refer to as the murder house, and it was this massive uh, um, hotel, and it had it, it, it kind of like the Winchester house, except for the you know the the Sarah Winchester house. Like she oh, yeah. was building her house to try and escape ghosts. He was building this place to make more ghosts. Yeah. Like he 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 made this place. Uh, he had pipes that were feeding into rooms that he could like gas people in their sleep. He had like uh, he had a like, furnace. Door, yeah, a furnace where he would burn bodies. He had shoots where he would drop bodies down. He it's had... what makes a house a homes. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you're like, familiar... that's that's if that like I don't know if that holds any water at all. Like I'd have to look up too to see where you said the the story falls apart but he's exactly the type of guy who would have done this kind of yeah, stuff it's, it's kind of crazy really the the places where it falls apart is one of them is the authenticity and the trustworthiness of the dear boss letter like uh, some people argue that it's not as trustworthy as the widely accepted from hell letter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is saying that since HH Holmes was a very private killer, like he would bring like, get people to come to him and do it. And his methods were very uh, diverse yeah. that he couldn't be Jack the Ripper because Jack the Ripper had a very different, very specific like, MO. Yeah. 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 But there's also the arguments that like, arguably H.H. H. Holmes is the American version of Jack the Ripper. He is like from the exact same time period and just a very famous ki killer in our history right. that uh, some people say that he probably was Jack the Ripper because he went over there to kind of like distract people like and that kind of falls yeah, apart it, a little bit too it seems like a bit of a stretch to me to be honest with you like i think <laughs> that people just really really want to connect yeah. certain dots um i i'm with you though i find a lot of that stuff fascinating and i'm it's the first one to be like oh totally him totally him they're both they they're both their favorite colors were blue totally <laughs> totally him like, like i'm i i want to be that guy too because i love the idea of you know what it is you know what it is with a lot of these um uh, theories and stories and this and that it's it's exactly that i think that if you're a lover of a good story you automatically want stories to be layered right. and you want things to be better and like like oh my god if you put this and this together like this this character and this character's ending would make the most epic story yeah. i want this to be true like yeah like if somebody made a jack the, like what if, it is if somebody made a jack the ripper movie where it ended up being hh holmes It'd be amazing. Sure. <laughs> that would be yeah, yeah, the movie where, where Jack the Ripper ended up just being a, a, a distraught shoe polisher on the corner wouldn't do so well. <laughs> like no, nobody no, nobody wants to know about Corey on the street. Like, cool. you know, Corey. You know, you know what I'm saying? Though? Like, he makes like, bad shoes. It's all about story. No. Like, and people love theories because a lot of times theories give you good stories. So if we're if we're talking about like them. if we're talking about theories that we think actually hold water, I want to go back to the Openshaw letter real quick. This is this is one of the ones that I can kind of get behind because so the Openshaw letter is one of the four very famous letters that were uh, that were sent to uh, I think this one was sent to the Whitechapel police, but. Um, uh, an author by the name of Patricia Cornwell started digging and found out that the like the nowadays Patricia Cornwell, because isn't she a famous author? 
Patricia Cor- or Cronwell. When I think of a different person, um, she this could is, be a, this could be a, a correction. Uh, I don't know if she's the same one you're talking about. Okay, but, whatever, um, whatever. So she, she basically she basically found out after doing some research that the same stationery that was used for the Openshaw letter was uh, was also used in several letters that were written by an artist by the name of Walter Sickert. Okay. And this this stationery was a very limited run. They think that only 24 pages of this station it was handmade stationery and they think that only 24 pages of it were in existence. Oh jeez. So that the idea it down. so the idea of so the idea that uh, both Walter Sickert and Jack the Ripper both had the exact same stationery even though there were only 24 pages of it in existence is kind of it seems kind of sure yeah that seems kind of far-fetched you know absolutely and and so and there was actually uh this is one of the pages that they were they were able to pull mitochondrial dna from and uh they found out that the mitochondrial dna did match walter sickert so they don't know if he wrote this letter because in the letter he talks about um uh, so the second or third victim of Jack the Ripper had uh, a nick from the knife on her ear. Okay. And in this, it, this uh, this was the uh, old boss letter, the open shot. It started with old boss. It says, uh, "Old boss, you was right. You was right. It was the left kidney." So this was after they found the the kidney from what they think was uh, Endows. Well, I they believe. didn't find it. It was sent to them. Well, it was sent to them. Yeah. Uh, it says, old boss, you were right. It was a left kidney. I was going to uh, operate again close to your... This is, It's it's written in Cockney, so it's like it's kind of hard to... Sure. Uh, I was going to operate again close to your hospital just as I was going to draw my knife along her blooming throat. Them cusses of coppers spoilt the game, but I guess I will be on the job soon and will send you another bit of innards. Jack the Ripper. Oh, have you seen the devil with his microscope and scalpel? A looking at a kidney with a slide cocked up, and this and this stationery that they find found mi- mitochondrial DNA on that matched Walter Sickert was the exact same 24-page run stationery that Walter Sickert had written other letters as himself on. Yeah, I like I, that's that that's pretty that's pretty damning, right? I, it seems like it anyway. What I question though is where did the name Jack the Ripper come from? That was that's, from the press. See, and that's the thing. No, like, that was from th- one of the letters that the press got. I'm pretty sure that's from the Dear but Boss the, letter. The Dear Boss, rec- the it, it, it historically the Dear Boss um, letter has been kind of uh, most most ripperologists have kind of decided that that ha- that was written by the press to try and sell more papers. Yeah. So. Fine. <laughs> it's I, I, I mean, well, it's, but this is all this is all yeah. conjecture. Like it's nobody really knows. Me, That's what's actual, so fascinating about it is nobody yeah. knows. You if know? the yeah. actual killer though, if the actual killer though was fun. writing letters uh, to the to the police or whatever, um, do you think that the actual killer would? go by the name of Jack the Ripper? Do you think that he would just adopt that name because that's what the press gave him? Or do you think that he would continue being just weird and signing things in his own way? To like, me, like catch me when you can? Yes. Yeah, so that, George Lusk? That's the one thing that of all the letters and everything that I've, that I've read about and I've learned about is the one thing that sticks out in my hands. Like if, if 
and I'm always speaking on if I were doing this, you know, <clears throat> I would want, I would not want to be just the, the name that the public uses for all the copycats. You know what I'm saying? I would want to stand out. Right. I would want to be somebody else. I would not just be calling myself Jack the Ripper because, well, guess I'm Jack the Ripper now. Like, right. I would not do that. Like, I would be... Like, I want you to know, if, if I'm taking the time to send a letter to the police when I know that there's hundreds of other letters being floated in, mm-hmm. I would want to know that they knew this one was from me. Right. And so to use the name Jack the Ripper seems a bit backwards to me. But but if you're doing... That, this is my if, personal feeling on it. But, but if you're doing these killings so publicly, like, this isn't, this isn't somebody who didn't want to see their work... Uh, in the public eye. Well, they this did. is somebody who did this these killings very private, very, very publicly. Sure, they wanted to be seen. Sure, so you may- still want, but it's like a photographer though. You want your photographs to be published in like magazine stuff, but yeah. you want the credit for it. You're not just going to say, "Oh, well, my name is Herbert West," you know, like right. or my or what's a fam- what's a famous Ansel Adams? Like, oh, this. No, you'd want that. You want people to see it, but you also want it to be known that it's you so you're, you're saying that uh like with the from hell letter the fact that he didn't sign it jack the to ripper me it's what one of these things is not like the other and if all of the others are mostly fakes mm-hmm. that leaves you with one you know one one conclusion we should probably read the from hell letter at least once since we're you talking about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no by all means yeah um yeah. This and there's another thing about this letter that I that I noticed right away. At first, what I thought were um, spelling errors. I I realized that when you read it a certain way, there Makes was sense. there were some people there were some people who thought maybe this person was of Irish descent, and there were a lot of Irish immigrants at the time, because uh, like he says, uh, he he means to say the other piece at one point in time, but he says t'other. Yeah. And if you say it in an Irish accent, like, t'other piece. T'other piece I fried and I ate it. It was very yeah. nice. T'other, oh, t'other. T'other. T'other piece. The other, yeah, I got it. Oh, t'other piece I fried it and I ate it. It was very nice. So read this So read this in an Irish accent, assuming that he was Irish. Mr. Lusk, sir, I sent you half a kidney, and I took from one woman, preserved it for you. T'other piece I fried and ate it. It was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife... That took it out if you only wait a while longer. Signed, catch me when you can, Mr. Lusk. Sounds legit to me. Sounds legit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, now, a lot of people looked at that and they thought, well, this is just some uneducated fool who doesn't know how to... The man of eight voices. Who doesn't know how to spell. The the man of eight voices. That might have been nine, actually, for me. So, Uh, Like, a lot of people looked at this and thought, he's like a half-illiterate idiot who's just, like, walking around butchering people. But at the same time... The way in which he was disemboweling women and like specifically stealing a kidney, a uterus, he stole the heart yeah. from uh, from uh, Mary Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is somebody who had a a, a working um, knowledge of human anatomy. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Mary Kelly, uh, then this gets back to a bit of the movie as well. Kind of jumping back and forth here. Uh, Mary Kelly was the, the the last victim. Now in the movie. Spoilers! Uh, Mary Kelly doesn't actually die, uh, as she did in real life. Right. Uh, they kind of do a bait and switch in the movie, and she ends up living. How could they possibly know in real life, though? And Johnny Depp doesn't go and be with one of the most attractive girls in the world. 
That's how you know it's fiction. But um, <laughs> in real life, though, Mary Kelly did die. And the body that they find in the hotel at the end of the movie is made to look like the Mary Kelly murder. Now, mm -hmm. the Mary Kelly murder scene is the only legit scene that was actually photographed. There are actual crime scene photos oh, of it. It's brutal, too. Um, it is one of the most brutal, disheartening, and quite frankly, um, chilling, sadistic things that you'll ever see. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Even, it is not even though it's even though it's. I mean, it's grainy. Yeah, it's grainy. If you if, if but, you're if you're like us and you have an interest in the macabre and you want to see crazy shit, though, look up the version of the photo. He's looking uh, at the colorized that was picture colorized right because you'll get a better sense of what that actually was. It's her face. And it's it's right absolutely there. those are crazy. laying on the table. Um, the wow. the crazy part about this is in the movie, they actually hung up in uh in the police in the police station. Uh, where um, Johnny Depp's character uh, Eberlein. Eberlein was was giving um, was was going through his theories briefings and, and stuff briefings like that. Yeah, they actually put real photos of the actual crime scenes in there, right? So the, the actors could see real. They, they saw the actual to kind of like put them in a put weird them, place. put them on edge and yeah. like yeah. Um, also, though, for the movie, which is kind of it's it's sort of exploita exploitative. Like when you really it's think about it, bit, you're taking you're taking an actual death photo of an actual human being and using it for fuel for actors. I, you say expletive, I say authentic. T tomato, I tomato. I, okay. I guess it's the most. <laughs> I guess it's method acting. I suppose. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, the thing is, the cra crazy thing about this is though, is that the movie wanted to avoid an NC-17 rating, mm -hmm. so they didn't actually make this the crime scene of the end as gruesome as it was in real life. In right. real life, her intestines were strung about the room like Christmas garland, yeah. and like, and like there was there's so much blood in the room, and her face, every single orifice on her face was slashed and ripped open. Well, her whole face her, was gone. Well, yeah, yeah, both of her breasts were slashed and gone. Her, her intestines her, were laying on the table next her, to her. You can literally see her femur because her she was skinned down to the bone yeah. at sections Ugh, like geez. i believe that her vagina was cut out uh like, well that that was that was every that was, that was true every, that was true for all, all of the of canonical yeah. five though it's yeah. just crazy though like and like when you watch when you look at this picture though it's like it's insanity like, yeah i yeah. i don't i don't you have to be just some kind of crazy to be able to do that like i listen i i have a hard time like watching sometimes on like food network them plucking chickens and deboweling deer at, at hunting shows you know like don't get me wrong like i i'm not like a like crazy like uh, vegetarian or vegan or anything like that don't get me wrong nothing wrong with that jay sorry uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm getting the look i'm getting the look Son of a bitch. <laughs> My point is this, though. Like, you're I'm gonna not, wake up with a. You're I'm gonna not, wake up with a head of broccoli up your ass tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I had a broccoli in my bed. I wake up. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> no, but my my point is this, though. I'm not like like I, I'm I'm okay with like food preparation, if you will. Like, yeah. In, in, in that sense, yet to see a human body, though. I don't know. Maybe that says a lot of things about me, but like it's just, and it's just, it's weird. It's a different. Wait, where are you going with this? I don't even know where I'm going. With it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. The the picture, like I, as you mentioned, James, I just searched for it and saw it for the first time. Apparently, I did not research nearly as deep as you did. <laughs> but it, it it totally it it makes like what has been a story, and this thing that's very impersonal, very like not even real in my mind 
and turns it into this like this actually happened. Yeah. Like I looked at that and I was like, this, that's a body. This was, that's this, a person. Well, well, yes, that was yeah, a human for, being, yeah. and for, this actually happened. For lack of it's a better nuts. term, it takes what was once romantic and makes it just horrifying. Yeah, because yeah. that it picture, real. especially the colorized version that you just oh, looked at, the colorized version is awful. It's like. It's haunting, you know? Yeah, it is. Like, how could somebody do that to a, another person? Yeah. It's so fucked up. I guess that's what I was trying to say, though, with the whole animal thing or whatever. Like, like you can look at an animal being disemboweled or whatever, mm-hmm. or cut, like, meat, cut meat off the bone or right. whatever, this and that. Like, don't get me wrong. I like I like it when it's in a, a done the right way. Don't get me wrong. I'm a not nice, singer. nice pot of stew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that, like, oh, skin animals like do it the right way like if you're gonna do it but like my point is this though like you can see an animal being done to it and then you see it to a human being though and there's 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 a difference there well obviously for whatever (laughs) reason that you want to give it though it's you can be squeamish about one thing it's totally different for something else and that's what this picture kind of proves you're just like oh god well it's kind of i I guess i guess to make your point make more sense uh, no coming, my, my point doesn't make any well, no, sense uh, <laughs> actually, well to make sense of it coming coming from the coming from the point of view of we're a horror podcast so we watch a lot of terrible yes. things like we we can watch we can watch uh, a movie where somebody's being skinned alive and we see it on screen and although like in it's a way the, better way of saying it than I did although <laughs> although in although in theory if you're thinking about it as a real person being skinned that's terrible but on screen as a as a you know it's as it's presented in film you're like oh yeah somebody being skinned alive whatever well you want, you, the more, <laughs> well, you want the more the better like right that, but once you see an actual crime scene photo yeah, of something so different. horrific that yep. has happened it yep. it makes it all so real and it's like it's you almost it doesn't change my love for horror films no. but like but it but it really it really brings to light the the brutality and like the ugliness it's of crazy though as what horror we, fans what we what we consume on the regular yeah. as entertainment when you see it in that uh, in that way, it really kind of just sheds light on how terrible these things can really be. Yeah, as horror fans, we almost want things to look worse than that. Though. Yeah, because we know it's fake. Right. But you, but you want the illusion that it's real. The second that that switches over to, oh yeah, but this is real. Like that's an actual human body. You're like oh, oh god, no. Like well, like you, it's like it's it's completely one hundred percent different. Look at a movie like Cannibal Holocaust. Yes, yeah. you, you see the chick. You see the chick with the uh, the 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 sharpened stick up her rear end coming out of her mouth. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, that's. that's... <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's cool. Oh but as soon as the guy picks up that little uh, wombat thing, which was a real animal, and shoves his knife into its neck and severs its spinal cord, it's horrifying. Yeah. It's not even a human being, yep. but it's a real crying animal. Yeah, and you're cannibal, like, cannibal Holocaust had real animal death in a gen. Or when they, or when they slaughter the turtle, you're yeah. like, you're like, you're like, oh my god, this is yeah, it's fucking, awful. this is terrible. But uh, it's, but it's that that's the thing. It's like it, those are animals, yeah. and it's so terrible. But we can watch a chick, you know, like impaled on a spike. Yeah. But because that was because that was fake, it doesn't matter. It's just art, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think. hashtag hashtag spike fist. <laughs> Roommate well, John is hiding. Not quite as gruesome though. When you said that Johnny Depp's character decides not to go with like one of the hottest women on the planet, but if you think about it, that's actually 
one of the most romantic things about this movie, or the only romantic thing about this movie. She's not wrong. Yeah. He, like, he wanted her to to live, and he wanted the baby right. to live. Yeah. He knew that if he went to her, they would, the, in this <coughs> theory of this movie anyway, that the... That the the crown the crown was after her. Like right. if they knew she was, if they even had a, a hint that she was alive, she these awful things that you've said would have happened to her. Yeah. So would you not sacrifice the? Oh no! I would do the exact same thing he did. Quite frankly, because I'm a hopeless romantic. Just a hopeless romantic. I would do it well, those. Five minutes I, I, ago, I, you just <laughs> said differently. <laughs> I, I, thought am, we're, I, thought, I thought we were talking about spikes up people's asses. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to that stuff. <laughs> listen, listen. Oh give me the right fetishist, fetishist, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we I am a romantic. We didn't. Uh, let's let's wrap this up. Yeah, we, didn't, yeah, we need to. Uh, basically, to take it out of reality and take it back into fantasy, uh, you find out that um, spoilers, big time spoilers. It's basically the crown who's behind the entire yeah. thing because yeah. uh, um, Sir Albert. Yep. Is that his name? Yep. Albert. Uh, uh, is that is that actually his name? Albert, to give you the four pounds. Actually, Albert, yes. I think Albert's just Albert's his the, alias. Albert's the prince that has the syphilis. Is that who you're talking oh, about? Oh, Albert is his alias. What? Uh, yeah. Albert, Albert Sickert, which is yeah. funny because Sickert is the the <laughs> Walter Sickert is the uh, name of the guy um, who I was talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Prince Edward Albert Victor, who was the the Duke of whatever the hell. He, <laughs> he, uh, he falls in love with one of the prostitutes and, and conceives a child with her. And because all of the canonical five are friends with her, they realize that this is, uh, they, they soon learn that this is a prince and he has syphilis because of the prostitute. And also this, uh, child that they've had is now the heir to the throne. So basically the crown, the queen puts this whole thing into motion where she's tasking the Freemasons with killing off the canonical five yep. to make sure, and and presumably the baby at some point, to if she can get her hands on preserve it, the throne, to preserve basically. the throne, yeah. which is all so terrible. <laughs> but, uh, so, so Johnny Depp, um, sends Mary Kelly, who is presumed dead by the end of the movie, off to live in her little village oh, by the sea. He doesn't send her. Oh, he, she, he doesn't she, send her. She, she leaves, leaves on her, her own. She leaves a message saying, "This is where I grew right. up. I'm going back there. Meet me there." Right. He decides though because the the because the crown's watching him. Basically, he can't. Yeah, he go. won't. And if he can never I go, mean, couldn't you slip away in the shadows? Like it would. It wouldn't be that hard. If he can't have her, or if she can't have him, no one can. <laughs> is basically how he looks at it, and he he. Kills himself in probably the greatest way possible and just smokes himself to death in opium. Does sound like a not painful. Like I'm just saying, man. not painful. Sounds like a good way to go. <laughs> <laughs> just no. saying. So uh, yeah, the real um, the real Frederick Aber Aberline did not kill himself with opium. He died when he was 86 yeah. or something. And like years that. later, he gets reincarnated as Jack Sparrow. So that's that's pretty much where we're at now. And then all of a sudden. The rum's gone. <laughs> All right. But why is the rum gone? Doesn't that take place before this? Shut time? up, Jen. Doesn't matter. Don't talk to us about timelines. He's, oh, just, he's a clairvoyant Jeez, and a time traveler. You, you weren't always... even supposed to talk tonight. You're on the couch. <laughs> All right. My apologies. I'll just drink my beer. Well, that's it. Uh, that's that's us babbling on and on and on about not only From Hell, but also Jack the Ripper, the real case. I'm going to go ahead our, and say... This is our first real-to-real -real story. So if you're... Unless there's something glaring... 
there's probably going to be too many corrections to correct next time. Oh, yeah. 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 If, if, like, if there's any ripperologist listening to this and you want to call and have a chat about yeah. all the things that we got wrong, then That's feel fine, free. But, but other than that, there's not going to yeah. be any corrections. Unless it's something glaring. You're just going to have to yeah. take us for our word. Do your own dang research. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, at the Buzzkill podcast.com you can also find us on twitter not at not not dot com just the buzzkill <laughs> podcast you can also find us on twitter at the buzzkill pc and you can find us on tinder at those hunky hunky saw blade boys is that our excellent that's the new one for this week is that what's our grinder name hunky hunky grinder blade boys that's that's our, that's our grinder. What, do, what do we do with the saw blades <laughs> shove do them I over find- our asses it's real. It's real nice. Sweet. <laughs> Sideways. Let's end this thing and get busy. <laughs> if you want to find J Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording, and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Also, Sir. make sure you look up uh, roommate Jen on on Twitter and and let her know that you you love her and that and that you um. Let her know who your favorite new kid on the block is. I'll also have a roommate open for the next month. So oh, if, anybody, yeah. if anybody wants to take over the roommate gen position for the next month, Jan- let us know. Jancy Pants is going to move in. No one's allowed to sleep in my bed. That's and also find the Buzzkill Podcast on iTunes. Give us a rating, rate yeah. it, share it, all that jazz. <laughs> I mean, you, you can. No one does. <laughs> hey, I did. To be fair, one of your two comments. Are <laughs> I actually went on there myself, and I gave it a negative rating. Nice. That's yeah. yeah. five. I did the same thing. So. Is it going to be kind of like Primus sucks, except for the Buzzcast podcast sucks? Uh, but he doesn't even know our name. <laughs> You're our guest. The our Buzz, distinguished guest doesn't kill. even know. What our name is. Do you want to tell people where they can find you, or are you going to remain anonymous? Uh, It's not too hard to find me, but yeah, anonymous. Whatever. Just type Jancy Pants into Google and see what (laughs) you find. (laughs) Facebook.com slash BJWay. Better yet, yet, type Jancy Pants into Pornhub and see what you find. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then send it to us. (laughs) It's good stuff. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it. Cheers, boys. Adios. Cool, blimey. Where didn't we all get glass bottles?